Today on ABCDTOS, Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Hey everybody, welcome back to ABCDTOS, the podcast where we used to discuss Star Trek, the original series episodes, in alphabetical order. Of course. Uh, Now we talk about Star Trek, the original series cast member movies in alphabetical order, which ends with The Wrath of Khan, which is what we're talking about today. Hi, I'm John Engel. I'm Joe Maisel. I'm Pete the Retailer. And I'm Tom Taylor. And like I told you, we're talking about Wrath of Khan. Like I told you. I told you guys that like three times already. Come on. (laughs) Pay attention. Hmm. Um, yeah, Wrath of Khan. Hey, everybody. Hey, we love we're this finally one. here. Star Trek um, 2, kids. Star Trek 2, kids. We're never going to talk about Kirk, Spock, Scotty. Oh, I think I meant Kirk, any Spock. Of them. Like any of them ever again. We could we're talk about Kirk, Spock, slash Vixen if you want. <laughs> There's <laughs> lots of it out there. <laughs> if, I, if I understand correctly. We should have a special episode um, where we just write some right on the spot. Mm, yeah, there you go. Um... So yeah, it's, uh, I, I need to hear a brainstorming <laughs> session for that. It's one thing to get the final, like, you know, discriminating, like, oh, well, we'll put these in there. Like, I don't want to hear all the ideas about it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we should do like um, some just platonic, like, slash fiction, like yeah. Spock and Chekhov. They don't hang out much. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh yeah, ball game together. We'll ship them. We'll ship them, but it's friendship mm. hey, oh, instead of relationship. It's still a relationship, but that's yeah, kind of true. And maybe and maybe some stuff happens. Yeah, maybe they drink I mean, too much to say? And ale. You know, <laughs> friendships with benefit ships. <laughs> I'm not judging. Hey, let's let's talk about starships. We got um, <laughs> Star, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of God. It came out June fourth, nineteen eighty-two. So we're rapidly approaching the uh, last year. Was the what is that? Can that be the fortieth anniversary? Yeah. So we're the 40, 41st anniversary is is coming mm-hmm. up. Uh, well, it's the, I should have worn my Italian movie poster shirt. It's the second of uh, 13 Star Trek films and the 103rd of 883 released Star Trek things. Wow. Overall. Wow. So you got all and of the where? episodes oh. of the original series. You got the, uh, the cartoon animated. You got the um, motion the picture. And you end up with a one hundred three. Oh, said the one. Wow. Hmm. Um. And I don't. I'm not. I. I have some feel for the release schedule of the summer of two of 1982 because it's mm. such a massive summer. This is like two weeks before ET. I think. Uh. Let's see here. It, We're all bad. It, they got it out before the the behemoth the behemoth like swallowed up the entire box office. Yeah. For the, rest of the summer. Um, where's the, I might be see. wrong about that. Events. That summer oh, feels so alphabetical. cool. Here. Mm-hmm. 1982 cool. wide release movies. Where, where, let's go. What did I say? This was June? June 4th. Yeah. June 4th. Hey, that's um, my stepfather's birthday. There hey. you go. Uh, let's back up a little bit. Let's go back to May. You got, um, May, 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 April. May, you got, uh, May 7th, you got Diner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you got May 14th, you got Conan the Barbarian. Oh, yeah. May 21st, you got Annie. Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Uh, oh, wait, you rock- skipped right over. Wait, maybe you didn't. I was going to 20- say, you skipped right over Firefox. Yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> oh, see that yet. But maybe it hasn't gotten there yet. <laughs> um, May 21, I said that. May 28th, you get uh, Rocky 3. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. 
then June 4th, you get Poltergeist and Wrath of Khan the same day. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing how many of these films I saw in their religion when they were originally released. Yeah. A week later, June 11, you get E.T. and Greece 2. Hmm. Wow. 18th, you get Author, Author and Firefox. Hmm. Wow. One terrible wow. movie. So one I masterpiece. Went to, you decide. I went to which. see Firefox. That yeah. my my mom and my sister went to see Annie at the same time. Oh wow! So Annie go. was still in the theater at the time. But of like all the later. movies that were out, my dad took me to see that <laughs> piece of crap. And it's like, ah, oh, why didn't Thanks, he take dad. me to see Wrath of Khan? Or why didn't he wait a week? Or later. it wasn't out yet. June twenty fifth. You could have seen same day. Blade Runner, Megaforce, and John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh my God, oh, that's that's interesting. Oh. Yeah, I remember the day I and went. None and of saw, them made money. <laughs> I saw Blade Runner with my one cousin, while my sister went and saw Poltergeist with our other cousin. Mm. And so to show you that Poltergeist was still in the theater after like a month or something, which never happens anymore. Well, it, well, yeah, it's like yeah, like almost a month, and yet now it's just like oh, a month later, right? It's Whoa. still in theaters. And at the time, it was just like yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> The then you get into broken. July, July, uh, well, July 2nd, Secret of Nim. July 9th, because 4th of July weekend was not a big movie uh, weekend up until Will Smith came along. And, I guess um, so. Change the game. July 9th, Tron. Mm. Oh, there uh, you go. Then you get uh, some random, you get Young Doctors in Love, Best Little Horror House in Texas, World According to Garp, Zapped. Masterpieces all. Night Shift. Zapped. Uh, Fast a, Times a Ridgemont very important Hive. movie in my life. Zach. Sure, Friday the Thirteenth Part ways. Three, mm. in Friday the Thirteenth Part Three D. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaiser popped out. What did August twentieth? You get Beastmaster and Class of nineteen eighty four. I remember that movie. <laughs> I love I love that they release a movie about like an apocalypse kind of like an apocalyptic future. It's like two years yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not so much an apocalyptic future so much as it's just a really bad an high school. High school. Yeah. 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 But you do get the sense that it's something. Well, it's kind of like the Warriors that where mm. it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know what time period this is supposed to be, but this, uh, this is definitely exaggerating <laughs> what the present state yeah. is, I think, is the idea. Yeah. Hold up. It's crazy. Every one of these movies just ran into. E.T. like like crash and burn every single one of them. E.T. just mm-hmm. kept going all year long. I'm not Craziness. sure why they included this, but on the uh, September 25th, the facts of life goes to Paris. <laughs> that was not released Major. theatrically. It's <laughs> not to be ignored. Uh, Ian, you remember sure when they used to that. do that? God, this isn't a subspace chatter, so we can't talk about. Never. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot uh, what we were talking about. I wanted to talk about the Family Ties European vacation movie, but <laughs> we won't talk about that now. Uh, yeah, in October you get uh, Halloween three, you get uh, mm. Android, you get Q the Winged Serpent. Oh you sure, get, uh, um, a lot of weird stuff going on here. All this is either when stuff that I next... saw at the time or like in a year I saw it on cable. Right. You know, I just wanted yeah. to know what what was the next movie huh. to make money after you came out. Uh, apparently, Road Warrior was May twenty first, nineteen eighty two. It's American. Uh, I, yeah. I, I skipped that. I didn't. I just started with June, basically. Mm. So. Uh, Golden Age. Yeah, Piranha 2, The Spawning, Creep Show, all this stuff. Oh, we... yeah. I love um, most of these movies, except for Author, Author, a movie I really hate. <laughs> Last Unicorn. I, I know I've seen Author, Author, but I can't remember it at all. 48 <laughs> Hours, Gandhi, mm. Airplane 2, the sequel. Saw that in the theater. Mm. And I saw uh, 48, 48 Hours. hours I bet you anything, 48 Hours was the one that broke the E.T. Like, mm-hmm. it, made, oh, it made a ton of money. Really so. Yeah. None of those other movies did, I don't think, man. Hey, do you want to see uh, Joe get on his phone to order me a DVD? I've never seen 48 (laughs) Hours. Yeah. 
What the I hell, Tom? I, I, just I don't even have something, I'm sure. I got it. I don't think I've seen it either. Hey, oh my, my brother. That's right. okay. Pete, I understand. Tom, <laughs> ridiculous. How could you? I'm so, it just didn't happen. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't avoiding I have, it. I have real thoughts about that. I love that movie on a just strictly entertainment level. But I also think it's like a lot of people misjudge how progressive it is. They mm. think it's regressive and it's not. And I have strong feelings about that. But uh, since most of the people in this well, since we're not talking about two Walter Hill movies since we talked about Star Trek last. You know, I just got a ridiculously priced Australian import of the Warriors. So next subspace chatter, you could do a little uh, hill deep dive. Hmm. Oh. Please tell me it's not the director's cut. It's both. That one's weird. Oh, weird. well, don't ever watch the director's cut. Oh, I've seen cut. the I mean, director's watch it cut. For, yeah. Watch it for curiosity's yeah. purposes. This is to the audience. This, But please, it's. <laughs> I felt so bad. I bought it. And I was like, why did I buy this? This is stupid. In the anyway. 23rd century. <laughs> now, b- before, we, before we jump back into the. Uh, before we leave this tangent, I do have to tell you, I don't. Um, we, we have. Uh, a friend one time we were all coming back from a party uh it was really late at night early morning we're on the subway i know this uh, story yeah we're we're all (laughs) uh we're we're something somebody have said something about how you know warriors came up probably because it reminded them of that kind of situation and uh then one of our friends just like hey is it just me or did you guys think that at the end when they got to coney island they turned into dolphins and (laughs) Everybody was just like, "What?" <laughs> and luckily, it was the middle of the night, and it was all we were all good friends, so we he didn't, you know. But they, they walk off into the distance. Yeah, and he thought the credits are dolphins. Yeah, in the beach, Joe Walsh the beach. is singing. Yeah, it's like Jabba and the Hutt turning that dancer into a frog. And then yeah, exactly. Him. John, <laughs> are you purposely trying to strengthen this man's argument? I'm just saying, <laughs> Joe Walsh is they, playing. They're on the beach. They disappear into the distance, and you don't see what happens to them after that. So, therefore, could be dolphins. Right. right now, why, why not other fish or uh, um, sea life? Other well, mammals. Know. I mean, yeah, they should. Um, well, they could be, you know, whales or. So, Rathacon, Star Trek II Rathacon. My first note here is Paul Winfield gets the credit in the opening. How about that? Yep. Good for him, Paul. Good Winfield. for him. Like Paul him. Winfield. Paul Winfield, of course, Love famous Paul. for being the. The uh, the minority who dies in science fiction. <laughs> yes. And also is <laughs> yeah. a sounder. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, of course, he's uh, very important in Star Trek. Yeah. Is, uh, mm-hmm. The next generation. But we won't talk about that yeah. now. Our eyes are not open. No. no. Shaka. No. When the walls mm-hmm. fell. Um, and introducing Kirstie Alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really weird to think that there was a period where like, she's been such a staple since... Basically, Star Trek too. Like, it's really weird to think there was a period where we were Christy Alleyless in the universe. Yeah, I didn't like it. Mm. Yeah, didn't feel right. It was like you know, before there was light. Right. Mm. No, <laughs> John's okay. I went. Now we're in a post Kirsty Alley yeah. uh, universe too. So we it's are. Now we're, we're back. That's it's, right. It's, it's almost God, like we're like we that. haven't seen Wrath of Khan yet in this world. <laughs> what? Yeah. Robert and Curtis and Shelley Long still alive. Just doesn't saying. seem right. Mm. Wait, no, that's not. No, that's not. It, does, it does seem right. right. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's perfectly uh, fine. Well, Robin Curtis, yeah. Shelley Long. I, I just, you know, I don't know her personal life well enough to judge her. Mm. <laughs> oh. um, Come to think of it, neither do I know Robin Curtis is, but she always struck me as a nice person on film. Sure. She's mm. obviously a very nice person. Um, 
we end up uh, speaking of uh, of Savicom, she's uh, right there sitting in the seat there introducing her hey yeah. she's running the ship she's flying the enterprise mm-hmm. and uh, i mean Kirk. she's not flying it she's she's commanding it and everybody else is answering to her she was the captain what's going on turns uh-huh. out <laughs> depending on who you ask it's the kobayashi maru or kobayashi maru um, because everybody says Maru, don't they? Not the, says Maru. They, the captain of the Kobayashi Maru says right. Maru. That's true. And then everybody but else, we know like, yeah, he's a liar. Kobayashi well, <laughs> I, I mean, he's an AI, right? So yeah. he's like, I mean, or is it, or is he a Klingon? Is he a Klingon? Like, what's the story? Because oh, it was a trick. Right. Wait, so what's the trick? story behind? I don't the know. Kobayashi I Maru? They just, yes. They just got damaged in, in a bad place in the neutral zone. Yeah, I think it was a no win situation. They realized that the I thought it was. But the, yeah, the, thought the it was Klingons are right there. Yeah, it's a trap. It's obviously a trap. The second, the, Klingons, they get, uh, the second they get into the neutral zone, they don't say the Kobayashi Maru has been destroyed. They say it, they it's just, no longer on our screens. It's, you mm. know. Yep. I oh, always thought it true. was like an illusory thing that was tricking them. So it probably is AI doing the mm. voice because no Klingon. I like to see the Klingon on the other end doing that, <laughs> that voice. Right. Like we sort of like they're sitting there with the yeah. dictionary, with the English dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Just like in Star Trek. I do it with a vaguely uh, British six. accent. <laughs> Get David Warner. Kirby no, Lashley it's Maru, Maru. not Maru. <laughs> Damn it. They're going to they're gonna be on to You ruined it, Jimmy. Hmm. Uh, and so this opening sequence is it's something like... It's a Klingon named Jimmy. Jimmy. like an apostrophe in there somewhere. Jimmy. Jimmy. Long-term, long-time listeners to my projects might know that I do have a cardboard Klingon cutout named Jimmy that I've had since college. What? Is that actually true? Well, we wow. bought a wharf Klingon, uh, wharf, wharf Klingon. We bought a wharf cutout uh, in college because, and we were like, oh, we should get that and put it in our room and name him Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And that oh, seems yeah. like a Gosh. fun thing to do. And we put a hello, my name is Jimmy sticker on him and he's just been Jimmy and he's still, we have his head still, the rest of his body mm. disintegrated. I might be listening to your stuff so, too closely. Mm. Mm. That's an odd coincidence <laughs> yeah. that we just were talking about Klingon <laughs> named Jimmy. Anyway, just sort of Jimmy, son of Frank. A little too nonchalant. We should, we should recognize the coincidence there just <laughs> yeah. a little bit. That was good. Strange and good. Um, Okay, so Kobayashi uh, Maru. This whole sequence, I've grown to, like, the more I watch this, the more I appreciate things about it. Like, the more that I know what, when I was a kid, I didn't really fully appreciate that it kind of came back and it was a metaphor for what was going on later. And also that this kind of behind the scenes thing that like, oh man, somebody, pre-internet, somebody typed up a letter where they said, yeah, there's a, there's a, in, the, in the new Star Trek, Spock dies. And so they put in this thing with Spock dying in the first, like, five minutes mm-hmm. that it was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, that that was must be I heard that was, I've always heard that was Gene Roddenberry who did that specifically because he felt he was uh, being ousted by Paramount well, execs. He was. Let's, let's back up a second then and talk about oh, the... Yeah. Um, the timeline. Uh, so Star Trek motion picture comes out in 1970, 1980. They're like, all right, that did okay. Let's do a TV movie sequel because we don't want to. Yeah, it did okay. Um, Roddenberry's like, great. Here's my script for the TV movie. And they're like, Gene, you're fired. Yeah. It's another <laughs> um, Kennedy assassination. You're yeah. yeah. He, they're like, he got taken off the project. But as like, you know what? With Roddenberry out of here, we could probably put this in the theater. So they, they upgrade it to a theatrical release when he was merely uh, downgraded to creative consultant or something like that. Mm-hmm. They go, all right, who's, um, what are we going to make? Harvey Bennett comes back with an outline. They're like, all right, not bad. Um, and then uh, Jack B. Sowards, 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 it's like swords, swords with a, mm-hmm. um, 
he comes back with a whole draft, not necessarily uh, the outline, not necessarily Harvey Bennett's outline. and could be a different thing altogether. Um, in different iterations, it's eventually called the Omega System and then the Genesis Project. So this is where we first get the inklings of what it could be about. Um, come back a little while later, Ted Sturgeon comes back with an outline. Mm. Um, that Ted outline, Sturgeon Sturgeon. Uh, that one was a little fishy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I gotta stop. No, gotta no, no, stop. keep it going. Come on, <laughs> you're ruining the show. Uh, <laughs> um, I know I am. I'm sorry. Not to... It's the last one ever. Maybe a little oh, bit no. after that, Samuel Peoples, Samuel A. Peoples, up with Peoples. He comes back with a script called "The New Star Trek." That's creatively titled. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a variety show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're gonna keep on the new Star on, Trek Fun Time Hour. Yeah, exactly. Um, wait, wait, what was I supposed to write? So each one of these <laughs> keeps taking uh, probably little bits and pieces from the one that comes before, maybe a little bit. But then, out of the blue, I believe this is now in 1981. At some point, Nicholas Meyer is just like, "No, here it is. It's called Star Trek: The New Frontier." And they're like, "All right." And they, they go, like, this is pretty good. You can work with some stuff. Um, I think it was the Ted Sturgeon outline that first introduced Savick and, and brought mm. kind of brought her into the whole thing. So they're like, all right, well, rework this a little bit. Bring in some of the other stuff. Let's bring in the Genesis Project. Let's bring in Savick from, from Ted's thing. He comes back. Second draft. Star Trek, The Undiscovered Country. Mm. And they're like, oh, good stuff. Keep good doing it. Does another What's draft. What's Perestroika, though? I don't get it. Yeah, well, they... they <laughs> You know, you kids aren't ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you guys aren't ready for that. Your kids are going to love it or something like that. Um, I am obviously not as well versed in the Back to the Future. Yeah, the future. They they in Dropov, I think in Dropov is the mm. uh, premiere of Russia. Yuri, Yuri in Dropov. So he was not interested in Perestroika whatsoever, no, no. Glasnost or any of that. Whatever um, big words you want to throw out there. <laughs> so uh, Nick Meyer comes back again and he was like, all right, got it. Um, I finally watched some of the show. You know, there was a guy named Khan. Undiscovered Country comes back to the thing. They're like, "All right, cool. We're gonna we're gonna uh, market this a little bit. We're gonna do some marketing tests. Gonna do a little. Uh, we want we want people to like this movie. So they throw it out there. They do some marketing tests, and they're like, "You know what? You know what? Really name really tested well. Based on your script, we're gonna call it The Vengeance of Khan." And they're like, "Awesome." <laughs> they start moving ahead. Vengeance of Khan, they're like, oh, wait a minute, wait a Star minute. Star Wars is doing a film called Revenge of the Jedi. Exactly. So they're like, all right, well, we don't want to confuse people with this vengeance stuff. Let's change ours to the Wrath of Khan. They're like, all right. And then, much, unbeknownst to them, at the better. same time, George Lucas comes back and changes it. So nobody got vengeance in, in 1982, uh, 83. Um, we got Wrath, and we got the nerds, the nerds got it the next year. Eventually, yeah, yeah. 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 This is 84, right? Yeah, leave it for that. Sure. Let um, those nerds get that. They deserve it. Yeah, they had a tough but it, time. it was a it was a both marketing and a good faith gesture apparently towards George Lucas. Like, hey, we don't want to sow confusion. We're not going to go head to head here. We're going to mm-hmm. we we both have good I'll, things that we like here. And so by this point, uh, you know, since Param- since Raiders came out, Paramount had a relationship with George Lucas. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that was, yeah. that was and you know, you know what like, else. I don't think it would have been called that by the end anyway. They would have gotten into, you know, once they get into the marketing element of the movie, they would have realized that that just doesn't sound very good. Mm. That, the vengeance of Khan, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's a little marbly. Yeah. I think they would have gone, no, we need one less syllable or Easy to say that syllables. in hindsight, but yeah. I don't know. It would have been. No, I mean, I'm just, I, I mean, yeah. I'm saying it now. I agree. <laughs> I think it sounds <laughs> bad now. Not, not because of the movie, because it just doesn't sound good. Um. Interesting, though, that uh, for our purposes, if they had stuck with the vengeance of Khan, we would have covered it 
Oh, <laughs> previously, Voyage Home would have been the last one. Mm-hmm. They didn't of think Thawne of us at been. all. Did they? Would have come right after Undiscovered Country. Yeah, Undiscovered Country, which is this was also called. So Undiscovered could it could have been called the Undiscovered Country. Who knows what six would have been called? Mm. Wait, so what um, movie are we talking about right now? Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Undiscovered ah, Country right. One. Um, big change from uh, Star Trek uh, motion picture to this was the uniforms that. Uh, mm-hmm. Nicholas Meyer was just like, I don't want them running around in pajamas. I'm trying to do a Horatio Hornblower here. So what can we do? Can we make it look? And he sent them stuff, including including like Prisoner of Zenda. And he was like, do this. He set up like a like a vision board for like military stuff. And mm. they're like, all right, well, we want to save money and we don't want to do anything specific. Like we're not just going to do straight up like Navy costumes. So like they they cut up some of the old uh, uh, motion picture jumpsuits and they did some tests and they dyed them different colors Wow. And they were like, all right, the dyes that really took well on this weird, like, 70s material, uh, we got, there's a blue-gray kind of uh, color that looks like lead. There's a there's a gold color that really shows up as, like, bronze on screen. Hmm. And we got this dark red. And I, I think if I were doing this and I had all three of those, I'd be like, all right, well, let's do, let's give, you know, Bones the Spock, they get lead. Kirk yeah. gets gold and, and uh you know, Scotty gets the the red, but they just went with the red for everybody, mm-hmm. and then they did them up. They did a total um, kind of horn, horn blower, a prisoner of Zenda job. Although originally, original versions had high stiff collars, like 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 you know, total oh HMS pinafore kind of stuff here. Yeah, um, okay. and they're like, you know what, that doesn't really work. Uh, can we do a turtleneck instead? And they decided to do something called trapunto. <laughs> which is like a vertical quilting. And uh, you can only do trapunto if you have a machine set up for it that uses a special knee sewing needle. And guess what? Those are hard to find because nobody does trapunto. Mm. Oh, so they the, 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 only, the only sewing machine, the only sewing needle set up for trapunto in the, on the West Coast of America was in use. And anytime they had to do any costume stuff, it went all like bottleneck through this one machine. <laughs> oh my God. And... They were like it was like more clo- closely guarded than like the script was the trapunto needle, <laughs> and uh, and at one point they freaked out because it was missing, and it turns out that one of the people took it home out of security concerns. They were like, oh I didn't gosh. want it to get lost, so here it is. Wow. Um, so trapunto, everybody. Um, it was worth it, and it worked out. Yeah, these these uniforms, classic. Then kind of you know stayed with the franchise for years even kind of beyond this cast we get a little bit of uh in in generations we get a kind of a mishmash of um mm-hmm. some of this kind of blending into and that that maroon make, makes it into the next generation and i don't know it's, it's classic iconic outfit um they kind of go back to the color coding you know in, in next gen but yeah but kind of not too right because it's really because it seems as though command and science and everything's kind of there's. It's just yellow and red, right? Or yellow and maroon or whatever. Oh, there's a blues. Is they got the blue. Doctor Doctor blue. Medical blue. and science. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. There you go. You're right. And here they just do it a little bit with the with the the turtlenecks and like maybe like the shoulder things. Yeah. They have a little hint of like a different color. Well, they have command pins in. Yeah, that's yeah. Which is more like the actual navy. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You look at but I mean, like Bones has like the kind of light blue turtleneck, and yeah, Kirk and Spock have the white, and I think Scotty's got red or something, or Savik has red. Yeah, Savik has red. I don't yeah. think I've ever noticed that really. Oh, 
Mm. You, you need to brush you know, up on your trapunto. Yeah. What are you doing on the show, John? <laughs> well, I noticed the trapunto. Like, I've always thought that was such a weird. It doesn't even quite look connected to me. It almost looks like it's a yeah. literal, like a dicky. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, they just yeah. they have to pull that. It's like a headband they pull. Or, right. They pull down my trapunto. <laughs> trapunto, of... everybody. Trapunto, we're about to roll. <laughs> right. Excuse me. You I'm going to straighten man. up your trapunto. Um, another real quick before we jump back into the plot, I did have another. Well, I'll save it for later because it's an after the release thing. All right, let's get back into the plot. Kobayashi Maru, rumors of Spock's death. Um, I, here's something that kind of kept happening: is um, my notes get sparse because I'm either just watching this or just kind of not watching it and just letting it play because I know the so much of it is just kind of background music because it's just like, oh mm-hmm. yes, I've seen all these parts a million times. And I <laughs> yes. forgot how much I've watched this movie and i so many times we have talked at at length about how much we all appreciate the motion picture and the, this one you know comes back around definitely a different type of movie different style of movie altogether this is much more yeah. of like an action movie but it's a good action movie and it's a really it like i was amazed this time at also just how much things flow one into the other and how oh yeah it moves <laughs> and how snappy mm-hmm. it is and i was thinking the same thing you still get time for there to be kind of you know quiet character moments and mm-hmm. yet everything kind of is moving along and uh, but my my next note was birthday quotes because this also then like <laughs> how many times has it been you know at the at the nerd store how many times has it been somebody's birthday and you know and we give each other a copy of Tales of Two Cities exactly <laughs> and some old Message glasses <laughs> yep none that I'm aware of other than happy birthday sure <laughs> the best of times um and so yeah it it really just becomes kind of you know. It kind of pre-meme memes in a sense. It was like, you know, <laughs> shorthand that you can talk to other nerds and they'll know what you're saying. Yeah. Other people um, have birthdays. Why are you reaching your <laughs> yeah, <exactly. you're> <laughs> I want to uh, say something about the bridge sequence. So uh, one thing I kind of appreciated uh, this time, because as you kind of alluded to earlier, Pete, this is such a film that has washed over us since we were children. Yeah. That like, you know, there is no real critical evaluation. It's just, you know, for the most part, it's always just been like, I like this and right. I will watch it for the th- thousand, uh, thousandth time. This is movie. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, you have, you know, obviously you have like the Spock's death thing, the, the fake Spock death thing is a kind of like, all right, you know, I get it. The rumors came out, so on and so forth. But also with the actual Spock's death, spoiler alert. Oh, um, you know, the introduction of Savick is really clever because it's sort of like, no, it might stick because we have a new Vulcan. We don't need yeah. to, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, and she's trained by Spock. And it's sort of like in phase two, how they were writing the uh, what was it called? Zion or X-O-N? Zon. 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 Yeah. But Leonard Nimoy girl to do the films. They just killed him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Poor, Poor whatever we said his name was. Yeah. Zon. And when we did the motion mm-hmm. picture, because he yeah. shows up in that. Right? Yeah. Because um, Kirk wants a Vulcan as a science officer. Uh, he's maybe a little bit of a racist. Yeah. Um, Where's Lack's imagination? Mm. The guy, I knew the guy with the pointy ears. Let's get, or the, there got to be other people <laughs> with pointy ears. I don't know how to do it without the guy with pointy ears. I'm going to get a hobbit. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute, no. Well, the hobbits have pointy ears? Yeah, right? No. Well, they got furry know. feet. Furry feet. Maybe they have regular like, ears. Maybe I'm thinking of an elf. Yeah, elves definitely have pointed ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> there's a, yeah. 
which William Shatner was told not to look at, and he definitely does. Oh, man. (laughs) That was the Nicholas Meyer thing about grounding Star Trek a little Mm -hmm. bit, where he wasn't a Trekkie, and he talked about making sure that it seemed like maybe he thought movie audience, I can't remember how he says it, but that movie audiences, not the people that just watch the show, but movie audiences might appreciate it not being completely spacey and alien all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and so, not, hey, there's a guy vacuuming. There's some plants. There's some, right. you know. There's yeah. a book. Uh, yeah. A sign that says no smoking. Which <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Um, and I appreciate that, too. And he said he had his dad in mind. Like, he talked about mm-hmm. he talked about how his dad had never seen Star Trek at all. She's like, well, my dad's going to see this movie and he's never seen Star Trek. How do I make it so that my dad will like it and yeah. understand it? And uh, I think that's smart. where that uh, in smart. the 20th cent- or 23rd century comes from. Like for that was like for his parents, he's like they're not going to know, so I'm just going to say at the very beginning. I believe in the right. says exactly century. that. Yep. Yeah, and Spock's ear and, and all Spock's that. Spock's ear. Yeah, my dad will know what the ear is. This is the That's one with the, the guy most, with the ears. I guess that was the most iconic thing for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that never watched Star Trek. Well, I've seen pictures of that guy with the pointed ears in my magazines or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and and that's what they knew. Um, it's about to make a long joke about like, I mean, yeah, I know that guy from the episode of Outer Limits that adapts Asmodeus I robot, but right, yeah, I mean, but... He, he did other things. You know? <laughs> Wait, that guy from uh, that episode of Columbo? Yeah. Um, yeah. He plays the uh, self-absorbed doctor? No. Tried to kill the dad from Walton's? <laughs> yeah, the grandpa? Yeah. Um, hey, speaking of quotes, though, I'll also uh, going for I don't think it was taken from the Star Trek screen entertainment, which we've talked to talked about at length, Tom. But yeah. there's, I think just on my computer, on my my first Macintosh that I had um, that, you know, we uh, similar thing where you just kind of trade information in the pre-internet days and somebody who just had a bunch of sounds. And one of the sounds was this. Quote from uh, Bones saying, damn it, Jim, what the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> and just like that was always on the computer. Like, it like yeah. oh, I went to empty the trash and it said, damn it, Jim, what the hell's the matter with you? And it, <laughs> it seems like a seems like a like an out of, you know, like like he's quoting almost or something. Yeah. You know what I mean, because it's like, oh, wait, no, mm. that's from my computer. That's not from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quoting your life. Yeah. Um, but but I, I, I do love it. Um. And Bones then we is get great to, in this movie. Yeah, he is. He's he's good as a comic foil. Like he doesn't get much character stuff to do, but he's great as a comic yeah. foil. Mm-hmm. But even like, like this scene in this birthday scene, damn it, Jim, what the hell's the matter with you? Right. He's 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 doing his bones job. He's he's there yeah. as he always has he been does. on the show and, and uh Although we said, I think we said during the motion picture he gives the exact opposite advice to Kirk in that movie as he does in this movie. Like in, in the motion picture, he's like, you're being a jerk. You're, you're, you're ramrodding your need to get back to the Enterprise over Decker and everything and stuff. And, right. and, uh, and here he's like, you got to do everything you can to get your job back. You got to be a spaceship <laughs> well, captain. Cause that time it was Decker. This time it's Spock. And he's like, yeah. come on, yeah. come on. Stick it to that guy. Yeah. Captain Spock, my eye. Well, and there's also it's that, a- like, it establishes how close of a friendship they have at this point. Like, yeah. not, you know, the whole crew isn't at his birthday party or, you know, isn't at his apartment. Just Bones comes, gives him some booze. And yeah, eyeglasses. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is just like a nice, like, our bond is very strong. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of moment. Um, And we get, it is a nice, uh, 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 it is a good character development thing. It really goes a long way towards, again, we've already talked about the other movies, but mm-hmm. kind of establishing the dynamic can we discuss, that we will rely on. Can we discuss uh, Kirk's apartment for a moment? Sure. 
Hey, can I we lo- talk about something else really quick because it's oh, on yeah, the yeah, subject sure, sure, that sure. we were just talking about. Oh, okay, like something else, not not. Something well, else we were talking about Nicholas movie. Meyer and his approach to the storytelling, and then there's this. We were talking about this particular scene being a very bonesy scene, mm-hmm. and then. I feel like pretty much every scene Bones has is a solidly Bonesy scene, <laughs> as if, again, he's he's taking the broad strokes kind of and going, look, when I watch these Star Trek episodes, this is what I see yeah. is sometimes Bones has to take Kirk aside and have a chat with them. They're always going to there should always be a scene where all three of them somewhat disagree or Spock and Bones disagree and Kirk has to be the mediator. Mm-hmm. So we get that with the Genesis scene. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. Again, I think we could talk about this throughout the whole movie where Meyer not being um, a huge Star Trek fan is like the perfect Star Trek storyteller because he gets yeah. he gets it from a uh, almost from an observer's point of view. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then the movie sort of just kind of puts itself together like a great Star, Star Trek film without needing to be yeah. nerdy about it, you know, yeah. or, be, you know. Yeah, I mean, deep in detail. Motion yeah. picture, you know, as much as we all love, we love it because we're Star Trek nerds, and and there's a lot of stuff that feeds into that. You know, mm-hmm. there's, and that's why there's the you know 20 minutes of flying around the Enterprise because it's like, look, fans, this is for you, <laughs> and like here it's just kind of like I don't know, I, the, what the Enterprise is the ship? Yeah, okay, good. Here, here it is. Cool. And I'll um, say this for Tom, for Tom, that's part of the reason why these Kelvin movies aren't as good. Is that there's too that. much attention to paid up. to the details and not yes. enough to the broad strokes. I was, I was going to yeah. say that oh, we that all like. They know? should always get people who don't know Star Trek to make Star Trek. Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I agree. Honestly. <laughs> Sidebar. You know what would have been great in the third Star Trek movie? Mm, the third, like uh, it's the third Kelvin Spock movie. Or like no, the, the third Kelvin movie. God, there's if, three of them. Yeah. If when okay. uh, the alien woman, you know, if when. Uh, Kirk realizes that in order to disrupt the formation of the ships, like loud noise, hell, you know, loud noise is one of the things that is going to disrupt their flight patterns. And he's like, I got just the song and puts on sabotage, I believe. If instead yes. he put on girls. Hmm. I got just the thing. This is kind of disruptive. I was going to say for a second, I was saying like, what if he, what if he hit like that, the, the, Soundtrack from this from Star Trek Two because that would be awesome. Sure. I have to say, you, you say that as a joke, but at the third season of Picard, which I somehow watched all the way through, they did a lot of exactly that. Of like, hmm. it starts with in the twenty third century that title card, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of little music cues and things that are straight from either Two or the motion picture and mm-hmm. stuff, and and they they kind of uh yeah they want to they want to poke our our Star Trek lands. Yeah. I really like the Horner score. It has that, like mm-hmm. there are things like the, you know, thing you're just quoting Pete, the mm-hmm. kind of has that, it echoes to me the uh, mock time fight sequence move, uh, yeah. music. Oh, a little um, bit, yeah. Yeah, I, I love- like it in this. I like it in Aliens. I like it in Wolfen. <laughs> I like it in... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody the, likes the, anything. The most cannibalistic. Self-cannibalistic. He eats his own. <laughs> I think the best thing about we Wolfen about was that, that a lot of lenticular poster, right, for Wolfen that was in the lobby oh, of Ace yeah. Bar. Yeah, that was in the Ace Bar. Oh I actually God. have a. I actually like Wolfen. I think it's a really interesting. I like Wolfen. Sure. Interesting to as great New York photography and has a really interesting take on like on werewolves. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've even seen Wolfen. I just remember that <laughs> that poster being inside, right inside the door yeah. at Ace Bar. I always thought it was Howling, but I think you're right. I think it oh, maybe wolf. it is Howling. Yeah. Uh, mm. It's a cool lenticular werewolf poster in a bar. Right. I love Howling. <laughs> We're talking about our early '80s werewolf movies. I love the Howling and 
obviously uh, American Werewolf. Wolf. But I yeah. also like Wolfen. I think that's an unpopular opinion. I think a lot of people yep. think it's terrible. But I would no, agree with you. Fun. If you ever go to the Museum of the Moving Image, you can see some of the models for Wolfen. Um, oh, I've been to the Museum of the Moving Image. I'm not sure if I saw those, but... <laughs> I hope they didn't remove them, because that would make me sad. I don't know. I just clicked, I just typed in a lenticular werewolf poster and it's just bringing me, it's just like a bunch of like three wolf moon, like <laughs> like ladies who like crystals and stuff. Oh, like that. Right. but Kirk's um, apartment. Kirk's love, apartment. Oh yeah. I love it, that it's nautical chic. I also love that Bones, you know, Bones is something like, ah, I live here in this house of antiques or words to that effect. And it's like, yeah. yes, including chrome and steel furniture directly from 1982. Which I mean would be also yeah, bones, including these glasses you just gave me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, right. a problem. Stop enabling me, bones. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Here with all these antiques. Here's some antiques. He's allergic to rednecks. Right. What is it? Redneck? Rednox. Speaking of that conversation, I was really glad I watched this on HBO Max, or excuse me, I'm sorry, Max. And I was very glad to see that it was the original theatrical version, that it wasn't the sort of weird, slightly extended director's cut, which I have the Blu-ray of that. I like the I like having the connection between Scotty and the sure cadet. Yeah, I do, too. And it also is kind of weird. Like, why is Scotty getting this random, bringing this random guy to the bridge? For one thing, he should go to sick bay. Maybe that's why he mm-hmm. died, Scotty. Right. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to know the ship so well. Apparently, you got lost. Got on the wrong turbo lift. Yeah. No, I have, I have no problem with that... the longer one. I just, uh, this is the one I know and like. Yeah. And it's always a little jarring to have. And I, I did watch that because I remember now. I'm like, wait, what's the difference? Which one did I just watch? But I mm-hmm. did. I watched the, a rip of the Blu-ray that was not the... Um, special edition. Although, then let me let me take this opportunity to talk about the thing that I was going to say. Uh, when these were first coming out on DVD back in the, you know, and Joe, you were one of the people, I think, who I was... <laughs> I, I, I stuck my... You stuck to your guns. Stick in the mud. I, I line in the sand. I stuck to my guns and they were coming out. Remember, they were coming out in reverse order. Yeah, very mm. bare bones discs coming out in reverse order. And it was like Star Trek movies on DVD and they're coming out in reverse order. I'm like, no, no, I'm holding out for the motion picture and then I'll buy them in order. And everybody's like, you're crazy. Like, especially when this one came out, <laughs> it, this was very tough to be like, come on, you're not going to buy Wrath of Khan on DVD. I'm like, no, look, we're so close. I'm just going to wait. And then they're going to come out with a motion picture and then I'll buy them all. And then once they, after they came out with this one, there's a little brief pause. And then they're like, guess what? Special edition DVDs, starting with motion picture and going forward. And we're, going, we're redoing <laughs> the, them. The two it. disc ones and the, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Those the gray, silver, silver gray, snap. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, ha ha, suckers. And I bought only those. <laughs> you did, you did win that DVD war. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm victorious. like, I'm like HD DVD in that. Uh, oh no, I'm like Blu-ray conquering yes. HD DVD here. I'm, I'm like... DivX, no way. Yeah. Your laser disc no, we, we video disc or whatever it was yeah, called. Yeah, RCA Select Edition. Tom said he saw it in the theater and Joe, did you see it in the theater? I did not see yes. it in the theater. I'm sorry. I, oh, you I did not need to give you oh. that impression. No. I did I see you it did in the theater. Say that. Pete, did you see it in the theater? I'm or? pretty sure. Okay, but you I don't, don't have a strong memory. Yeah, I mean, I can tell it. you what theater I saw it in. You know, I can Yeah, sure. I, I saw can, it on like I just, HBO, I've, like and I, I came in like halfway on, through. ABC, 
I saw it on the ABC Sunday Night movie. I've told the story on other podcasts, so <laughs> it feels so. Some people probably heard this, but I was at my grandma's house, and I think it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we were all visiting. I can just remember sitting in front of the TV, and my dad like was like laying on the floor, and we were all just sitting around. Mm-hmm. And it had that you know the ABC Sunday Night movie intro, which gives me chills still. Mm-hmm. And then Ernie Anderson tonight on the you know, and then it's like. <laughs> I still I will I will occasionally for just a bit of dopamine will watch that on YouTube. I think it's still mm-hmm. on YouTube. Just the intro to Wrath of Khan <laughs> with Ernie Anderson and the whole build up. I just I would put that if I you know if you could comp- like take your Blu-ray and smash. I would have that like if I if I would have that special edition special edition oh, with sure. the ABC Sunday Night Movie intro. And I would also do that with all the James Bond movies. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, right. Up to yeah. a because that's how I saw most of those when I was a kid too. But well, I would love to see the ABC cut trailers for the movie. Uh, you know, for the movies coming on the Sunday Night Movie. Because I would like, let's say I would first see, you know, <clears throat> this Sunday on the ABC Sunday night movie, bomb, and like just clips of Dr. No. And I'd be like, this is going to be the greatest Sunday of my life. <laughs> I know, I was so, well, I, I remember that the choice was, you know, he says, Ernie Anderson says tonight on the ABC Sunday night movie. And he goes, William Shatner. And it's that shot of the you know doors opening oh, yeah. he's standing there when um and it's just like still chill it gives me chills man yeah. <laughs> i think it was just like it was so exciting and yeah. we just sat there and, at my grandma's house and watched the wrath of khan for the first time and i don't i don't remember knowing who khan was it's possible i hadn't seen yeah. that episode at the time i don't mm. know oh. but um i knew who ricardo Montalban was of course sure. i watched i watched <clears throat> fantasy island mr rourke what are you doing um in the universal uh star trek experience on the uh on the final film after the uh you know after the volunteers to after the volunteers you know play their various roles the actors if you will of which i was a klingon which i may have mentioned a hundred times before (laughs) um you know that's that's the name of your memoir of which i was a klingon (laughs) (laughs) um it ends with basically like you know some voice over saying mr shatner what'd you think of the performance of the actors to which you to which they uh cut to i'm not a drama critic Hmm. Uh, which always oh. makes me smile that's yeah. nice there you go it's always funny to me when he says not to go back into the movie but it's always funny to me when he says that it may it feels as though bones is offended that he didn't get like did you really expect <laughs> yeah. him to get yeah. you like, no it's like is that a burn or something it's like very weird i can um, never no, tell Leonard, it's like oh is that you is were it? really good <laughs> i know you went to medical school but i want you to consider <laughs> yeah like, just, just try out summer stock see how it goes Jim, give me some notes on my performance <laughs> damn it it does seem like if like it it's uh that always trips me up too, but it seems like okay, maybe he as bones, as his old friend, he's seeing something. He's there's something yeah. in that dig that wasn't just a oh. dig. Like he's he's, well, he's way a, that Spock, and Spock sees a two in a second. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a one two of friends noticing something's wrong yeah. with Kirk, and then the mm-hmm. third beat and the rule of threes is the actual conversation about it. When, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But it's very Man, subtle. Nicholas Meyer's good. Yeah. Mm. He is. Um hey, you know, uh, BB Bash and Merritt Buttrick. Yeah, we we Butrick. cut to we cut square to pick, the, uh, square pick, square. That, 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 none of that sounds real. <laughs> no. like you just said. Um, BB Bash from uh, Paul Schrader's Hardcore. Ah, there you the, go. That's where oh. most people know her from. I think I also know her I from. Uh, I just noticed the, she was on that the, the last time I watched. What the day after? No, Nicholas Myers. Oh God, don't after. talk about that movie. Sorry, mm-hmm. God. Making the For, bed. If you're from really Kansas upset. City, that movie is extremely traumatic to you. <laughs> they destroy Kansas City <laughs> and Lawrence, Kansas, where my parents live. Like and it's John like Lithgow. everything I li- <laughs> and and uh, you know 
Jason Robards and Jason Robards. Yeah, so, not, not, not to go off the rails, but there's a too. there's a stretch of I seventy uh, Interstate I seventy between Lawrence and Kansas City, and if you're driving into downtown, you can see you start to see the skyline of Kansas city. And there's a scene where he tells somebody like they're in the bunker. I saw, I saw the explosion over the, just over the skyline of Kansas city. And it did. And, and he's like describing seeing it from that, like basically <laughs> the very spot that I'm driving. And every time I drive in, I think about Jason Robart yeah. saying that and going, it hasn't happened to me yet. Thank you. Someday. Well, I mean, one of these days, hopefully if that happens, you'll be able to see it from the interstate and not be like, I oh, remember when John, well, he, perished John he <laughs> <guard radioactive. laughs> well, he's going towards Kansas city. So it's well, kind of weird that he survived that. Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just go back to Lawrence, which also got, this also got destroyed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, um, what were we BB saying? Bash. BB bash. Okay. I got to say, I've got a quick question. I always said it is butt trick. Yeah. Um, I got a quick question. What was the deal with, Blonde, curly hair in the early 80s. Oh boy, Why man. did so many... Was it because of the police? Oh, That's maybe. my question. Oh, wow. Was the popularity well, of the police and Stuart Copeland's hair and all that, because they really made the, the bleachy blonde guy popular in the early 80s, late 70s and early 80s. But, the yeah. kid, you know, like every movie, you can think of like how many movies have a kid like that? A guy with curly hair, like E.T. Yeah. And that yeah. movie Firstborn. You remember that movie Firstborn? <laughs> yeah. With, uh, Peter yeah. There's always like a teenager with a hair like that. And I always thought. Willie Ames. Kind of fit that type. Willie yeah. Ames. Maybe it, was, yeah. maybe it was the Ames effect. Because oh, yeah, that would predate the police a little it's bit, true. I think. Uh, um, you get Luke and Laura I was thinking about mm, from General yeah. Hospital. Oh, sure. That's also, like and that's a full on perm, right? Yeah, like Luke, like he had tight <laughs> curls, right? Yeah. He's using soul glow. It's, yeah, it's almost so <laughs> And um, who else am I thinking of that was? Um, oh, I can't think of. Yeah, there's now, others. Yeah. I can't think of them either. There's more. Like who's uh, the uh, just a really Lagoon popular kid. look? Uh, greatest. Oh yeah, hero. One hundred percent. William Cat. Yeah. yeah, William yes. Cat. William Cat. Chris Atkins. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, and then um, oh, yeah, Blue Lagoon. That's the other thing that was yeah. And then Blue Lagoon. So I kind of feel like Karate Kid breaks them breaks it because Johnny has that straight. Straight hair, and I think that yeah. was the end of the curly-headed real guy. Well, that was the straight hair. And also, then the, those the blondes become the jerks. Yeah, like you get the you get yeah. the cultural thing where it's just like, oh, the the blonde yeah. pretty the boys. The white ethnics we are the heroes. Yeah, right. It's yeah. like William Atherton and Ghostbusters. You can never not be a jerk after that. Yeah, you can't have you can't have blonde good guys after the after the blonde jerk. Nope, the blonde jerk. <laughs> so that that yeah, would be the Zabka effect, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah, the Zabka. Effect. <laughs> that was season two. Um, yeah. The um, <laughs> sorry, so sorry. Now let's talk about BB Bash. For the world is Zabka, and I have touched the sky. Here's some blondes for you, BB Bash, Merritt Buttrick. Um, BB Bash still with us, I believe. Uh, Merritt Buttrick, not oh. so much. Uh, sadly, well, he passed, passed away. away very young. Merritt Buttrick, yeah, young, in the like, eight, uh, I think, AIDS, in the late 80s. Uh, epidemic, I think. Mm. So, yes, um, he made but, it on the next generation. BB Bash passed recently, but oh, did he? Oh, could be. He was in an episode of the generation, yeah, yeah. Which like maybe second season, so yeah, it wasn't uh, hmm. right. Didn't last too much longer after that. Still way younger than than we would. We would oh, expect yeah. him to still be with us. Yes. yes. Um. And hey, also on on uh, so we get we we get to talking to this space station where they're where they're um developing. Ooh, wow, BB Bush died in ninety six. Oh really? Oh, oh never yeah. mind. Sorry, wow. I said she was still with us. Everybody. <laughs> Dead uh, so that's so we is, could find out that she I mean, died. It's like you killed her. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um 
But uh, yeah, we get it. We get a, a conversation basically between. Um, so so we we see the space station where uh, um, Dr. Marcus and and her son, the scientists, are developing this as the uh, the spaceship. Actually, I think we see the ship first. Yeah. And this is the ship commanded by Paul Winfield and uh, Chekhov is his first officer, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or is they he just to a, the main science Commander. officer or yeah. something? Maybe the science officer. I think so, he must be the first officer. He's always the one. Yeah. Yeah. Does it have um, to be completely lifeless? <laughs> um, so we get this cool kind of, we get to see, I love it when that happens. So we get to see these people promoted to things, you know, like when we mm-hmm. see Captain Sulu, stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I love these. Mm-hmm. I like seeing the characters kind of branch out into the world and not just be stuck in the same. Like, yeah. Well, I'm 70 years old, and yet I'm still, you know, driving the ship, and <laughs> Captain Kirk is telling me what to do. And that shot um, of the Reliant is like, you know, you get the the disc first, yeah. you're like, oh, there's the Enterprise. Okay, we're getting a captain's... Whoa, wait, that's not the Enterprise. Oh my god, Chekhov's doing the... And he's on the Reliant? What? It's like, yeah. it's like a must have been a... I, I don't remember what my reaction was to that the first time, but uh, that, that that would blow you away a little bit. Yeah, because we, we saw the simulation, and then we saw this is the first actual ship in space that we're seeing. Yeah. Um, and you know who else is on the on the bridge? It took me until literally just now um, to realize that we've got um, Commander Kyle, yeah, played by John Winston, like actual Commander Kyle, played by Commander Kyle. Like uh-huh. I, um, only only in doing research for the show did I realize, like, oh hey, <laughs> good for him. Um, Due to your error, Mister Kyle. You know what? Uh, uh, you know what? What episode Commander Kyle was in that uh, that uh, Lieutenant Pavel Chekhov was not in? <laughs> Space Seed. seed. (laughs) So it would have made more sense if he was the one who went down Mm. and he was just like, you, I never forget a face. Um, (laughs) Even with that that We don't have to talk about that, right? (laughs) When we get there, we're not going to talk about it. It's all good. The the most overly discussed part of this movie probably is that. Just because you didn't see Chekhov on the screen doesn't mean he wasn't on the ship. Right. But I have a baseball card that says that Chekhov didn't get to the Enterprise until (laughs) seven (laughs) months after that. Um, it was on Ozzy. Oddly enough, it was on. Uh, God, now I can't remember the. Never mind. <laughs> it's on Don Mattingly's card. I, I was <laughs> going to say. Uh, I was going to say Ozzy Smith, Smith, and yeah, and then I <laughs> that, that somehow got Ozzy Davis in my head, and yeah, an Ozzy Davis rookie card. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so screwed up my own joke, which would have been kind of funny. Oh well. But only um, kind of funny, so it's not that yeah. big of a loss. You'll have other chances. It'll be okay. I do like the idea know. of, a, you know, somebody writing, like, like, nitpicky Star Wars, Star Trek information on the back of a, a baseball <laughs> card from the 80s. Yeah. And then selling it at a con or something. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, my next note is Digital Bosun's Whistle. I don't know how mm. much time has elapsed mm. oh. in, in the movie, but that's my next thing that I liked. I mean, <laughs> I liked it all, but the next thing that I found notable... Was I believe then Kirk? So the the they're looking for this. Let me cut back into kind of Kirk, kind of doing an inspection of the Enterprise. He shows up on the Enterprise doing an inspection, and when he arrives on board, you get the little person kind of like blowing mm-hmm. into like a vape Whee! machine. Yeah, we should not. Okay, let but pass, yeah, we have completely skipped over Khan though. But if we get if we, oh, if not only Khan. Oh wait, we've also skipped over. Almost more importantly, we get a two regular things and a space thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because uh, right. David is saying, like, you know, remember you in one breath with Newton, Einstein, <laughs> Sorak. Yeah. Right. Or whoever that, you know, Sorak. Well, and we also have the greatest Chekhov Protus. line in the history of Chekhov lines. Butni Bay. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait. Is, did I really skip that one? I guess I did. Oh, I yeah, we skip, you skipped the whole, insane. like, uh, garden, the garden spot. Of yeah. Yeah. Right. So, All um, right. So they go down there and they find. So you get on there. You find Khan. And then you, you know. 
you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, they, get another, they find Khan, they realize, oh, hey, remember that episode where they sent him to SETI Alpha 5? This is SETI Alpha 5. Yeah. I really love I gotta McCoy's... Say, a, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say I really love uh, Montalban's like, speech, you know, uh, dial, uh, speechifying and uh, dialogue in the, in that sequence when they're yeah. in the Botany Bay. Oh, yeah. Leading mm-hmm. to the, uh, you know, leading to the earworm thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I pretty much always say admiral when I say <laughs> yeah. the word admiral. 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 I was, I, there's one thing I want to point if we're going to leave this scene okay so we've met Kirk we, we no, I got two more things to say we can stay here and play in this scene okay. for all, all day let's stay, let's stay I just want to make sure <laughs> there's a, I, I want, to want to talk, talk about, about the whistle. very end of this scene and then into the next scene but go ahead I'm going to say first of all one of the things I love in this I already loved it in this movie and then when I heard the commentary ages ago probably on that DVD you're talking about mm-hmm. um, Nicholas Meyer for according to him no reason told Ricardo Montalban to leave one of his gloves on Mm. As he's taking off his whole thing, he takes off his glove, takes off his helmet and his wrapping and everything. He leaves that one glove on and he's like, why? He's like, just just do it. It'll be weird. It'll be, people will wonder about it and it'll be a weird little detail. And I love that. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing was, as a kid, I was, I think, I was not, I had seen the motion picture, I'd seen the show, but I wasn't like steeped in Star Trek. I don't, I maybe hadn't seen Space Seed at all. And I was deeply confused by who Khan was. And like his whole explanation of like on Earth two hundred years. I'm like, do you see two hundred years? What? What? I don't quite. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. but uh, but I went with it. So, so Nicholas um, Myers' point it could it can work for people who are not steeped mm-hmm. in Star Trek. Totally. No, I will say that years later, when I watched this movie, after I had seen some Twin Peaks and Blue Velvet and things, I got like I kind of thought the guy that's holding I think he's that's holding Chekhov was, was Kyle McLaughlin I was like is that Kyle McLaughlin in a really early this is like in the 90s when it wasn't as yeah. easy to look up it's like that would that would make sense I guess he would be in like small roles and then now I know it's not obviously but uh, that Although, guy kind of looks like Kyle McLaughlin wow. to me. I also, you know, like I a buffer you. like with, with still with some baby fat like maybe on mm-hmm. the face you know could it be because yeah, I, I I'm I didn't wasn't able to find a spot. No, it's not him. But you know, you know who actually is one of Connor's people, one of Connor's followers is uh, Dennis Hopper. Is Dance Fever host Denny Terrio. Really? Oh my God! Oh yeah. wow! Because he was no, a, also working that. as a stunt person. He was a choreographer, which is how he got the the Dance Fever gig. He, he mm-hmm. you know taught Travolta how to dance for for Saturday Night Fever. Then Why are you thinking that with Denny Terrio? Quote Eddie Murphy and Raw. Right. Um, <laughs> and then also was just doing you know stunt work and whatever else like and and you know was just a physical actor and uh, ended up on, on as, as one of Colin's people maybe that one I don't know there's wow. no no confirmational pictures. I kind of uh, I've built up this uh, scenario in my head where like Khan's getting old and is sort of weak, so the guy who's holding Chekhov from behind is really doing the lifting. <laughs> yeah. uh, just like no one, way. wants to cover for him, <laughs> so we can still give uh, Mister Noonan Singh his dignity. Right. You're, yours is the superior <laughs> yeah. Yeah. mass. Yeah, How'd you do that? Yeah. Can I put him down? Gosh. Okay. It's like the whole was, like <laughs> all the way through at the con. It's like they're actually doing all this stuff. Yeah. Now. All, <laughs> they know where Kirk is. It's all a big show. Like the, actually the ones <laughs> thinking of these. things things and then yeah it's a good idea sir there's that clip <laughs> of uh ricardo montalban and i think it's again i think it's on that dvd of like you know behind the scenes stuff but it's, it's he's talking about because he was steeped in in fantasy island at this point everybody he was, it was mm-hmm. huge on that show and he's going back to con and he's like you know I, I the first couple of times i read the script i'm reading these lines and it just sounds like mr rourke to me i can't and so but then i start to think about this man who's been left for dead and and the sense of revenge and everything and then i start to hear and i'm like 
You mean you were acting? You're doing like, like what an actor does? Like get into character and like, just, okay. Okay, Mr. Montemont. Just take some minutes to transition from one I character guess. to the other. It actually totally yeah. makes sense. I could see him being like, oh my gosh, I've been Mr. Rourke for years I'm now. I'm not a uniformed police officer who hangs on car on car hoods. <laughs> right. Why do I keep calling Actually, um, there's not any difference between the performances. <laughs> yeah, really. well, like in Shatner's case, it's kind of not necessary to really. He's good in this movie. Um, I like Shatner. No, he is. We, we tease him. We, we got him on the spot. Time. Now, when we yeah. get to it, uh, there, there's one scene in particular I want to point out, but we're not there yet. So moving right. on. Well, so um, um, I, oh, did you have something more to say about this scene, Pete? Me? No. I'm just, I feel we're I obligated. I just have a question, though. Okay. Oh, sorry, Pete. Joe, go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel we're obligated to mention the uh, ear monsters because that so oh, many sure. people of our age group were freaked the hell out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Still kind of yeah. am. I was going to talk about them later when, when they when they come back out. But, oh, sure. Uh, yeah. So they made little weird. wooden heads, right? And mm-hmm. and one giant sawed Chekhov them here. backwards through them or something like I can't. I feel like I've heard how they did that effect, but I can't remember. It's yeah, like reverse coming like, out. It was and, like a Chekhov ear like that was like the size of that like, you know, mm-hmm. Like a like you, you arm like spread your arms like one wingspan <laughs> one human wingspan of a Chekhov ear. Yeah, oh, where is that ear? I yeah. want it. Right. Oh my god! But Ben Stiller probably has that in his like yeah, in his den. Be, it doesn't smell too good. Yeah. I can even tell the you. even um, the sand rippling in like the you know a bell jar from the future creeps me. It's still kind of yeah. Oh yeah. Out. yeah. Oh yeah. And that's just a guy. That's just a guy's hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It works. I'm picturing yep, somebody doing that, running their finger through it, and then Ben Burt also being under there with a microphone recording and running their finger through <laughs> yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is good stuff. Sounds just like uh, my wife's casserole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so here's my question. Okay. The button on the scene is, where where is Kirk, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. And it's so it's a answer. It's a question answer cut. Yeah. Right. Well, they cut to Kirk. Am I the only one that immediately thinks he's on the, in the bathroom? <laughs> well, every time they cut to him, he's got the glasses over. on, he's reading, and he's sitting down, yeah, yeah. and it looks like he's on the toilet reading to me. Occupied. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of want to hear the Archie Bunker flush. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. After we're here. I made kind of an awesome discovery about this scene, this dumb little shuttle scene with them flying over to the Enterprise, because I always mm-hmm. noticed that uh, Sulu's got that line, you know, I'm delighted, any board, any time to go to board the Enterprise. And mm-hmm. you can see that they cut him in mid-sentence, like mm-hmm. he's about to say yeah, something right, else. Right, right. So I found this, uh, I found a screenplay online, hmm. and it's it, it plays a little differently. It's like sitting next to Sulu, Kirk and Sulu are sitting together like on the shuttle, and Sulu's like, uh, oh, Kirk says, I really must thank you. And and Sulu says, I'm delighted. Any chance to go aboard the Enterprise, however briefly, is always an excuse for nostalgia. And Kirk says, I cut your new orders personally. By the end of the month, you'll have your first command, USS Excelsior. Oh. And Sulu says, thank you, sir. I've looked forward to this for a long time. And then Kirk says, you've earned it. But I'm still grateful to have you at the helm for three weeks. I don't think these kids can steer. That's crazy to me. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. Wait. So the Excelsior was mentioned in the in, supposed to be mentioned in the second mm-hmm. movie so yeah. they just used it for the third movie yeah yeah like yeah they went, hey yeah, that's like, a good enough name and well, then yeah. later and meyer goes i was going to give this to sulu i'm going <laughs> yeah. to him again his maybe his script ended i've had this conversation about how there was more to say there but i don't remember that being mm-hmm. the topic for some reason yeah well i mean apparently through every film it was kind of like in sulu you're going to be promoted Nah. Right. <laughs> yeah, but and then remember, Shatner went into the, the somebody's office and said, nah, you're not doing yeah. that. It's remember like, when you hit tiny? Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a knock. We can't give you a captain. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. captainly. 
Um, but um, what was my next? Oh yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I I jump right through this. So let, let's talk about more. <laughs> Somebody else. My next my next note is about uh, Tony from Witch Mountain. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh sure. Um, who we we see in the in the um now. I always, uh, um, not only is he Tony from Witch Mountain, this is twofold. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Tony from Witch Mountain, but also when he's like, yeah, Peter Preston. And I always think, and this is the most, like, <laughs> why is this stuck in my head? I always think of, there's a, uh, there's an episode of the TV program, Small Wonder, um, about a, you know, seasons a of that robot show, actually. who lives with a family. <laughs> and, um, She's fantastic. She's made of plastic. Microchips, microchips here, and there. here and there. Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> just here and there. there there's one. Does where she bring love and laughter everywhere? Pretty much. Everywhere, pretty much. But the no, uh, there's one the where the you know, the, the son, the you know, the human child who lives with the family here, mm-hmm. um, he he has to do a project. Uh, he's you know um, in school and he's got to do a project with a girl in his class who stutters. And her name is Paula Preston, and he makes fun of her by saying, uh, oh. Paula Preston. Oh, come on, and kids. Whole, and that's the, even the name of the episode I found out is Paula Preston. <laughs> even the episode is making fun or something of like that. And so did, he, did he Vicky, learns. Did like, give him learns, an uppercut to the job? Maybe. She what? might, like, make him yeah. stutter. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what happens, but <laughs> um, he learns a lesson about, you know, uh, people. And But uh, but whenever I hear <laughs> for him. Uh, that this is Peter really Preston. I always think of Papa Papala Preston. Mm. Wow! I cannot any anybody named Preston? I knew about Papa Papala Preston before I knew about Billy Preston being in the Beatles, and that, <laughs> I always think Preston. of him, and I'm like, oh yeah, Billy, Papa Papa Billy Preston. <laughs> well, I always think about how he, how Disneyish he looks. Like what? It there's really some sameness mm-hmm. between like Disney kids through the years. Because yeah. to me, he uh, also reminds me of the middle, you know, the middle brother in Swiss Family Robinson, the Disney mm-hmm. Swiss Family Robinson, Tommy Kirk, another I thing. Yeah, Tommy Kirk, thank you, uh, who was in a bunch, bunch of other Disney movies yeah. as well. Right. And they have a very similar, like, this guy looks a little bit more, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but he's got a little bit, well, also, this, like, 70s look, I guess, like, yeah. kind of. Yeah, like, for, one's, one's 50s, 60s, the other's just the 70s. <laughs> for a second, I also thought, like, wait a minute, is that uh, uh, Jackie Earl Haley? But, but it's, <laughs> Oh, no. You would know. That's Just too, for a second. He's hyper 70s yeah. looking, yeah. Yeah. like, as a young man. <laughs> You don't get more seventies looking as a kid than Jackie Earl Haley. Kelly Leak. Yeah, <laughs> um, that guy could play ball. Man, <laughs> could ride Hunter, that motorcycle that and smoke those cigarettes too. <laughs> Hustle people at air hockey. Pretty good. What a guy. Uh-huh. Pinball too, right? Yeah. Play some pinball. I can't remember. That's the seventies. We all Kelly Leak. Yeah. Here, local hero Kelly Leak. You like motorcycles, Harley? <laughs> Harley Davidson. <laughs> Should turn this. In. I love that we're like, hey, we finally get the opportunity to talk about Wrath of Khan. Let's talk about yeah. Bad News Bears. Let's, let's yeah. talk about the Bears. fact that Burt Lancaster's about... kid wrote two movies. One of them's Bad News Bears, and the other one's The Thing. Okay, yeah. uh, back to Star Trek Two. It's crazy. Both masterpieces. Crazy. Both yeah. masterpieces. Um, oh, absolutely. Well, let's kind of. Uh, uh, my next note is about. Uh, hey, speaking of things that I uh, that we quote all the time, that we're nerds and all that. Anytime I'm talking to somebody in any kind of, you know, uh, anytime there's some kind of, any kind of signal degradation or the phone line you know, cuts out or whatever, I'm always like, who's taking Genesis? What? Like, I'm always, like, <laughs> always in my repertoire for talking about it. Yeah. Who's authority? Every yeah. single time I'm on a Zoom call, which I am a lot now. Sure. Carol. Everything, and you're kind of like, OK, bye. I'll right, we'll talk to you later. Every single time I end it, I go reliant out and then my face drops. <laughs> and just like goes stone cold. Nice. Wait, so now where are we in the movie? <laughs> I do uh, not go all the way Genesis. to the Genesis we figured out who. I love, um, uh, well, I I love the zombie checkoff. I love when he's talking to Carol Marcus. Like, yes, 
It is yeah. good idea. <laughs> yeah. Why, right. James yeah. Kirk. Sure. Yeah. It's good acting on his part. Yeah. He's doing it like is. a different, yeah. you can tell that it's a slightly different version yeah. of Chekhov. I great. honestly forget why I used to not like Chekhov. Mm. I, I had one through a long, many years of not Look. liking Chekhov. And, There's and a big I, and difference between movie. movie Chekhov and TV show, show Chekhov. Chekhov is That's pretty part rough. of the reading. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he I screams think, a lot. Sometimes. sometimes he's good, but sometimes he's re- is really rough on yeah. For me, it was the preferential treatment it seemed Chekhov got over Sulu. And I was a big right. That always fan. irks me. Yeah. But, you know, once I saw Walter Koenig at uh, the con with you mm-hmm. guys, con? I was just absolutely Dude charmed by him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I've, I've and liked you know him what? ever since. Sulu paid the price for being in that right-wing propaganda movie, The Green Berets, with John, John Wayne. So <laughs> he made his just, uh, yeah. It's not his fault. It's not Chekhov's fault. No. <laughs> um, here's, my, here's another oh, I, note about, uh, you know, it's like a funny how, you know, like some things in Star Trek, it's like, oh, this is so futuristic and crazy and we're still working towards that. And other things is like, wow. Why does it take him like twenty minutes to do a retina scan? Like that—that's that, the kind of thing that, like, you yeah. know, that would happen in like two seconds these days. My phone knows what I look like. Like it's, yeah. it's yeah. you know what I mean. Instead, it's like retina. And you don't even have to flip whoop, the lid over to communicate look, with people. Here's a thing, you know, like here's who we're looking at this vein, and it's like a very complicated screen. That it's like retina scan. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right, all right yeah. Oof. So there's a there's a moment in this scene that is seems like on the surface seems kind of like a bad movie moment, mm-hmm. but it's actually this incredible bit of storytelling and it's very simple and all it is is carol marcus shows up on the screen mm-hmm. and spock says carol marcus <laughs> right. and that sounds like exposition like oh we better tell our audience what her name is but no it actually has so much behind it yeah the fact that spock recognizes her immediately mm-hmm. kurt gives him that little look like tells you so much yeah like, and it's just right yeah. after bones had that reaction in the elevator he's like oh never rains right. before you know and then he mm-hmm. right yeah. so bad you get that, but the nudging fact, his friend the wrong way yeah. there's and something it, fortifying about spock knowing who she is there's right. something more then, <laughs> like which warms my heart later when when they actually meet up and it's like it's like hey um you know you remember, I, I forgot exactly who, who he t- says it to. He's like, oh, you, you remember Mr. Spock? And he's like, Dr. Marcus? And like, they yeah, like, yeah. because they hang out, because Kirk and Spock are friends. Yeah. Obviously, he knows his ex-wife or whatever. I, it is. You know, like, I'm mm-hmm. like, so, like, it's it's so good. Yeah. In my head canon, Spock and Carol Marcus have had some really interesting conversations. Oh, yes. <laughs> about theoretical yeah. science and stuff. Oh, and sure. I just, After Spock, but all he had to Kirk do. passes out, like, he drank too much and he passed out. Oh, he doesn't, left. he can't keep up with these conversations. Yeah. You two keep. So they're left out it's on the just porch something... just talking about science and having a really edifying. But it's, it sounds like an ADR'd line that could have just been thrown. See how, it's like weird how it seems but what it is is so much more yeah and it's just really cool to me that, like he know. knows that the i love stuff like that that this is more complicated than it was a minute ago once he yeah. sees that he's mm-hmm. like no carol marcus wait a minute mm-hmm. hey we have skipped over the or have we no we had uh, and then uh they blow up the nebula with the genesis device and that's it yeah right? okay, that's good. It. okay there we go all right, <laughs> all right. hot dog no have we so talked about kirk and spock we, their little conversation oh, in spock's, spock's quarters, quarters? Was that before or after that? Oh, and the it, with the with the weird it, itic yeah. wall hanging thing yeah. behind the oh, infinity yeah. mirror. Does Spock like have the infinity pennies. mirror? Does Kirk have yeah, the infinity mirror? Yeah, he has Spock infinity mirror. Yeah. And they bring it back. And Nimoy did not like movies. this. <laughs> oh, he did. Didn't wasn't like what? Nimoy not happy with the set, the set design of his apartment or his oh really? Quarters? I don't know. Like 
I think I heard that that it was he was just like it's too garish. Like why would he have all this crap mm. on the walls? And what's funny is then again Nicholas Meyer makes it mo- a whole thing, makes a meal out of it in Star Trek. Uh, it's Star Trek Six, right? Yeah, true. Where they literally have it's a painting on an earthen painting. Right? I think, <laughs> right. or where was it painted? I forgot. It's but it nevertheless it's like not uh, Vulcan like at all to have that work of yeah. art. And so it's almost like Nicholas. Oh, you remember? Uh, hey, Lenny, you remember when you complained about that? Before? I'm gonna, I wrote this whole scene about you explaining <laughs> the benefits of art. Now, how someone. do you like it? Uh, but I, I love, love that the dialogue that, in that scene. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's the only thing I trip up on every time is I, I get why it's in the movie, but I don't get why Spock in this moment says you are my superior officer. You're also my friend. I have been and always shall be yours. That seems like an absolute non sequitur to what came before. Well, like they're just a, having a conversation yeah. about, oh, okay, you take control of the ship, whatever. All right. I know you're logical, you know. But he's saying basically no matter what Starfleet says their rank is, like you are my superior officer. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're, I will always okay. defer to you no matter what Starfleet says he's your rank is. declaring his loyalty in the way Well, I mean, it, it's, it's strengthening his initial uh, salvo of I have no ego to offend. Right. right. Like right. you're not going to hurt my feelings by taking over. Yeah. You might be my right. boss, but yeah. it's all good and. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That works. I think it works. Thanks, yeah, guys. Great. Hey. Now I like this movie even more. Thank <laughs> yeah. You. Who thought that was possible? I like um, the blocking. I I'm a fan of. I don't know. One person's low and the other person's high, but it's not a power structure thing. It's like mm-hmm. a, more of a character. Mm-hmm. Get, a lot of times, it's like easy composition to say, "Oh, somebody's sitting in the high chair and somebody's sitting in the low chair." Therefore, the person in the high chair has control of the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like it when they reverse it, or or even when the power, like in Godfather, when. Michael sitting and um and um Fredo standing. Yeah, yeah. But Michael clearly has all the power. It's like he's in this submissive position yet. But I, I just like how he's in this meditative mode and uh, anyway, I just yeah. like how it's shot. Well Me that too. ties into my my uh don't really get to go to many parties anymore, but when I was a a younger man and I was going to going out to, you know, parties and house parties, whatever else, that my MO was always like, you know what? I'm gonna sit here. And let people come to me. Oh, beautiful. And it works. So it's like, you know, it's a kind of power. I'm comfortable. I'm sitting here. And as people go by, then, you know, (laughs) sometimes I might talk to them. You know, I might initiate a conversation, but I'm not, you know, I'm not getting up to do anything. I'm going to sit here. As the swirl goes around, I'll see people. And that's fine. Nice. Well played. And they would come to you with their problems and you would give them sage advice. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Um. My next net. Oh, so then they get to. Uh, I, I don't know. This is again skipping ahead. I started watching the movie instead of taking notes. <laughs> um, I, I then my next notes. They're already getting on to the uh, uh, the kind of semi-abandoned uh, haunted uh, uh, space station. Regular. Oh one. wait, before that. Oh my gosh, holy smokes! Yeah, yeah. we got a lot. We got a lot <laughs> of stuff before we get there. Because Pete, you mentioned how you <laughs> love the kind of like cause and effect, just sort of flow of this movie. There's sure. like a 10-minute thing that's just like, they, they have their conversation about Genesis, they show the movie about Genesis and everything, mm-hmm. Industrial Light and Magic, they put it in documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, they the get the call like, hey, the Reliant is out there for some reason. And from that moment to like, both ships getting blown up and stuff for like 10, it's like this beautiful little like, what's the Reliant doing here? What's with their comm systems? They're raising shields. Well, that's weird. Oh, we should raise shields. Oh, they're already firing. Oh my God. Like the, that, that entire sequence is super cool and super smooth. Damn mm-hmm. peculiar. <laughs> Damn yeah, the, peculiar. Everything's done in the, like the yeah. best, like all, all this tension's building. Everybody's playing it. Yeah. Right. There's nothing obviously yeah, it, crazy about that ship being beautiful. there, but there's something weird about mm-hmm. it. And what are we going to do? Yeah. yeah. I also, another uh, brilliant uh, Nicholas Meyer thing in the screenplay, you know, when that scene ends, 
uh, you know, one of uh, Kirk's lines is go is Savick like keep on quoting me regulations, mm-hmm. and it would basically end. That basically gives Savick permission to do all the exposition for the rest <laughs> right, of the movie, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. right. like, like, you know, explaining how a nebula works and stuff like that. And it's just a sort of like, yeah, we can communicate this with the audience and have it still sound authentic because she's been told specifically what to do, you know, to tell people stuff, basically. Yeah. Well, it's also fun that he tells her to quote regulations to him and then. The next time I think you hear her actually quote a regulation, it's not even a real one. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. She's yep. just like, well, you said quote regulation. You didn't say they had to actually yeah. be official yeah, right. regulation. Just making stuff up. Quoting and, a regulation from a book that I read, a sci-fi book. Yeah. And Shat- um, I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. You, you sound like you have a thread going here. I'm, well, I, I love Shatner's performance in the first uh, uh, Defiant Attack scene is so good. Like, it starts yeah. off when they're attacked and he doesn't know what's going on. He's at like... It's the closest yeah. you ever see to Kirk panicking. Yeah. And then, you know, he discovers it's con and like, you know, basically figures out the like the prefix code. And then suddenly he becomes like smug Kirk again. Yeah. Survives yeah. the attack and then like hates himself that he got caught off guard to begin with. Yeah. Like, like it is just it is such a like it runs through a gamut of emotion that Kirk does not usually do unless he's going full Shatner. Yeah. Right. And just uh just to be very specific, he gets caught with his britches. Just, yeah, he does. <laughs> Which my grandma was that. what my grandma called pants. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> now who's John, get your britches on. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Antiquated slang, great, right. but somehow never read so antiquated. I wanna say too, I think Nicholas Meyer on that I, I haven't watched it in a thousand years, but in that commentary he said that he would do like take after take after take with Shatner to kind of wear down, like dull down those kind of actory Shatnery edges to get this mm-hmm. kind of grounded, natural performance out of him. And I think that works. If that's true, whatever happened, it's working in this movie. And like, mm-hmm. like you say, Joey's going through all these emotions that could have been a crazy black box theater, yeah, you know, kind of showcase. <laughs> but instead, it's like this relatable, awesome, natural thing. I also love how Kirk, how Khan's lieutenant is like. Do we really need to do this? Oh, That's- dude. <laughs> that, one of my notes is like, like if, if this was Star Trek Two, like the Wrath of uh, Joachim, like like oh, yeah. the galaxy would have been taken over. Like they yeah. they would have conquered the the, the whole galaxy. Again. They would have easily yep. defeated Kirk and the Federation because he's always in the right every yeah. single step of the way. He's like, no, dude, you like, you, you chill. which is like, why he's being snarky yeah at the mm-hmm. end yeah. right when he's dying and he goes yours is the superior like he knows yeah. his was way to go right, yeah. um <laughs> good job i want to talk about you one more this. thing with shatner's performance though <laughs> yes shatner did a great job in this scene and everything but there is the part where where Khan brings up the Genesis device and Kirk makes zero what's attempt that? to no. actually lie. No, he goes, Genesis, what's that? Yeah. Genesis? Doesn't, it's like so obviously a lie. Like he just told right. him he knows Never heard of what him. it is. He could have he could have just said, What? What did you say? Genesis? <laughs> or also, anything that would have been more convincing than Genesis, what's that? We also Even all that. love it's coming through Nowcon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming through Nowcon. Oh yeah, all that with the, the glasses too, yeah. right? Yeah. With, with the, the glasses. glasses. Yeah, you're right with the con. Oh, it's, so it's uh, like you it's know, still a little then, moist in the middle con. I mean, I put the <laughs> yeah. toothpick in. It's the, almost ready. The way he says um, it's coming to you now, mm-hmm. I, I you almost want to see a cut to con going like, "Oh, you said that weird." <laughs> it sounds okay. like he's saying this isn't going to be what you expect. Like yeah. he's not. He's like tele telecasting the yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, oh, oh, there's that detail that drives me bats right here. 
that when okay. they're when they're, when they're entering the uh the the code the prefix code instead of buttons it's like a yeah. series of toggle like one for oh, each boy. digit so that. like there's no way you can snap, have like a double snap. digit or like whatever you know it's like yeah like I, one I knob for each weird, letter number yeah physicality of it <laughs> yeah I also I would really love if Wakinen or whatever Joaquin or whatever just said like okay so can you give me a counter argument as to why this is a good idea without quoting Melville right yeah because you know, like, yeah. him or tasking you is not really a thing <laughs> so is that a no test oh it's it's so that's where you know he's just completely off his right yeah. I mean, you already yeah, kind of right. know that obviously oh, yeah, yeah. but when he's his answer is he tasks me yeah it's like <laughs> you could see him going oh no like that's where he's like oh we're in trouble yeah, but that was not an answer to what i that was not an answer to my question even now, like, i wish we were he, back he hasn't thought about you in 15 years clearly he's not tasking you yeah, at all right, yeah yeah um, you wish he was tasking. It's not made at all um, uh, obvious in here, but you guys know that there's a thing that that Joachim is supposed to be Khan's son, like mm-hmm. Khan and, and yeah. uh, oh. MacGyver's son. Mm-hmm. Oh, get out of here! Really? Yeah, and I, it also starred in the short-lived science fiction program Phoenix. Oh yeah! All right, yeah. But, um, um, what was the? I feel like we when we did the the space seat episode we talked a little bit about macgyvers and what happened oh yeah here she like, got she couldn't do the or... movie well yeah but we know that but th- wouldn't it have been interesting to have the actual actress or at least say that it's macgyvers it's yeah. kind yeah. of funny that they never it's never really officially stated that that's who they're talking about but you but you know it is it's got to be who else yeah. would it be yeah um you just kind of want them to name but the thing meyer's not interested in the mm-hmm. um you know the the fan servicey stuff yeah. I, I well i mean cut to like, when they're in the genesis cave like so who is this guy that's a long story go <laughs> 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 around the episode we, yeah. we refer to episode 20 yeah. go to your local library whatever episode it was mm-hmm. um yeah i i don't think we i mean uh, not to not to take away roles from women Especially in the 80s. But I don't think we need her in this because it doesn't like she wouldn't have. What would mm-hmm. she have offered? Could she have been the the Nothing. Phoenix guy? Joaquin? Is Maybe. that his name? Could she have been him? And then like, there's a little fun. more of that. Like, yeah. you know, I've been by your side for mm-hmm. 15 years. And we've, you know, almost died together and everything. And say, I love you. I'm on your side. Yeah. But and their you child know. died, you know, from the like. Your or. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or he could be mad enough that they were on the play. It does. Nobody has to have died. Mm-hmm. He could just be mad enough that Kurt got the best of him, for, and and it, and he had to live like that all these years. Yeah. And they could have mirrored the the tri the the triangle of sibling oh. wife. You know. The, so you get like father son mother on one side and father son mother on the other side. And mm-hmm. I don't know. That could have been interesting. I guess. Yeah. Oh. But right, but let me. It's let me, fine the way it is. We're not. This is not a movie I would ever rewrite in any way. Nah, yeah. it's also, that guy is not fifteen. Just a, just a question, which makes him not be, being the son a little weird. Oh, that's like, true. Oh, but the genetics. Yeah, no, that's genetics, true. man. He is right. fifteen, but he looks thirty. Yeah. Um, I, I've been handed an update here that uh, according to Greg Cox's novel "To Reign in Hell: The Exile of Kanunian Singh." Mm-hmm. Um, Joachim is the son of Joaquin Weiss and Suzette Ling, who were married after Khan and his fellow uh, augments were left on a city Alpha 5. Oh. After Joaquin and Ling both died defending Khan in battle, Khan decides to raise Joachim as if he were his own son. Khan felt that uh, this is the least he could do after Joaquin's many years of faithful dedication and service to him. Also noted in the book was the fact that most of the followers of Khan found on a city Alpha 5 by Chekhov and Terrell were much younger than Khan. It's explained in the novel that 
Within six months of exile, many of the colonists had paired off, and several of the women were mm. already pregnant, if you know what I mean. Not <laughs> These children were born in the underground trail. caves. Struggle to find food. And because and of their Dr. genetically Strange altered love, status, their, uh... <laughs> they seem to mature much, fa- much faster than ordinary humans. So, huh. there you go. Explains it. Mm. Um, so, so what year did that yeah. book come out? To Rain in Hell. Because that's not Slayer. the other one. There's like the biography of not Khan too, right? That's more about his yeah. years on Earth. This came out in 2005. To rain in hell. Is that one that Khan you're talking? <laughs> is that one that you're talking about, uh, John? Is it the one where like the author is, was apparently obsessed with the fact that like, but if you're Sikh, you have a beard. So he comes up with this like long explanation. Oh my of, like, god! Khan I think there is an explanation. His culture by shaving off his beard in order to get oh, like, yeah. revenge on somebody. Yeah, that's it's on uh, the uh, DVD, the two disc one. A trilogy. So this guy wrote three, but he wrote the Rise and Fall of Kanunian Singh, Volume One, the Rise and Singh of Kanunian Singh, Volume Two, and then To Rain in Hell, the Exile of Kanunian Singh. <laughs> I think don't those also explain why we living in this timeline don't have any knowledge of him outside of Star Trek? Like all this stuff supposedly happened in our history. But right. we just somehow didn't hear about it or something. Yeah. All of this I, I needed to explain. I do love so the, the cover. The, the volume one cover has like, it's like a picture, a photo of, you know, Ricardo Montalban from Space Seed, yeah. like hastily photoshopped over like a picture of Vietnam, like, like yeah. Huey's yeah. landing. Helicopter. I can yeah. see it. Yeah. 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 Um, what a weird. What would it be like on the subject for just a second? What would it be like if your job was to just take an ep- a character from Star Trek and write novels about that? Wow. I would love that job. Hey, That'd be kind of great. Hey, uh, we want to hire you to write some books for us. It's great. just con. <laughs> just write about con for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to write a, it would be a fun. book the, about a Star Trek character. Oh, great. Uh, it's Marvin Belli. Oh. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, um, that would probably be the best, like... The best opportunity would be like you're given a character that's like on camera crappy. You know what I mean? Like here, yeah. here's a yeah. or, and, like and there's really or, nothing or, you have to keep up with. Yeah, like, exactly. You could literally just make almost all of it up. Those Lazarus novels. <laughs> yeah. You got you gotta write about Lazarus. Three book yeah. series. Both of them. Like, all right, I'm gonna turn him into whatever. <laughs> Gorn crazy. <laughs> the kids are all asking wither lazarus yeah. yeah you're gonna tell them <laughs> um, yeah we want you to do a book about lazarus uh except we want it to make sense I'm like, well i'm out good of luck. ideas well yeah no that would be the good thing like i i could totally like you could do a lazarus book and you jump back and forth between the two of them it's like one of those books where the narrator changes every chapter oh, yeah. you're jumping back and forth between the two lazari you're, you're doing great i like i would buy this book maybe i sure. would the many loves of the Magato. That's uh, <laughs> that's what um, I'm doing. Wait, right, so it's a buddy comedy. It's Magato and Gorn on the road. Oh, they man. have to go like see. They have to go uh, meet the salt vampire who's been. Oh, like... there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, then it turns into like uh, um, Smokey and the Bandit. They got to deliver the salt vampire. <laughs> got to deliver to salt the to the salt vampire. <laughs> got delivered they... to the Horda, and the Andorians mm. are on their trail. And I think we got all the uh, major Pretty monsters good. slash. Uh, uh, major monsters slash aliens. Yeah, the creatures are yeah pretty pretty well covered. Who, who are the yeah. uh, eight pig faces in uh, Journey to Babel? Uh, te- yeah, Tellerites. Yeah, the Tellerites need those two. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hey, speaking of creatures, hey, what are we talking about? Rathacon. Once they get <laughs> onto the uh, they got onto the like abandoned regular one, regular one, and it turns into that's a, where we are. Turns yeah. into a horror it's movie like, for a second because it's, it's a like, legit horror movie for a while. Yeah, which we is get awesome. rat jumps out, which is. Yeah. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but what is a hurra doing? I I know I've these. So oh, yeah. when I was on Star Trek Minute 
for oh, yeah. Wrath of Khan. This is these this was our minute, or I can't remember how many minutes mm-hmm. we did. We definitely talked about this, and all of us were like, "What is Ahura doing? She's just standing there, going hello, <laughs> yeah. hello." Yeah. At, at this point, she like, must know nobody's, nobody's there. there. Communications. Yes. That's what what you do? But for that matter, why doesn't Kirk or Savick take a second to be like, "Okay, we got it. Like, hey, we're nobody here. We're you good. Can shut we're here." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah, actually one. Being thing. quiet now would probably be helpful. It's yeah, not going to. You should have like a megaphone, like "Hello," like Valley <laughs> style. It's not going to cancel my rating, but Ahura kind of also gets a little bit of a short shrift in this movie. Yeah, she does. Little, she yeah. does. Um, yeah. But then, uh, yeah. So McCoy has this thing where like Rat jumps out and he's like, "Whoa!" And he like backs. So he's like, he turns into Don Knotts and the Ghost of Mr. Chicken for a little while. <laughs> and uh, he like backs off of that and then like he does the total like the horror movie thing. I'm like, I'm gonna walk backwards for a while because I'm so scared of <laughs> whatever I just saw. He totally has a ghosts moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then lo and behold, what is this? he bumps into a like a, a dangling corpse. He has his like. Uh, What's his name? What's the what's the guy in the in the boat in Jaws who? Oh, uh, Ben Gardner. Ben, ben Gardner. Yeah, yeah. this Ben Gardner moment where he's like, ah! it's all chewed up. Um, what? Okay, outside of the transporter accident in the motion picture, mm-hmm. is this the most ghastly? I don't just mean this moment, but that what happened on this space station is really horrific yeah like when they describe it later yeah Yeah. he cut their throats he yeah it's just like my god this is very violent for start just talking about it it's even worse in a way tell don't show if you want to maintain your rating yeah 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 this is like a lot of blood this is more blood than any other star trek scene yeah this is not roddenberry this is definitely outside of roddenberry a lot of bad things happen to klingons and there's klingon blood yeah but it's as soon as the blood is a different color it's okay yeah Make it purple, you're good to go. And there are like crazy facial scars and like makeup effects and stuff like that in the like six, as I recall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, babe, speaking of this guy, though, the corpse that he that he bumps into is uh, supposedly the cook from regular one. He's the, the <laughs> they, they killed the cook Aww. and the the body of the cook, the corpse. I think is like regular one cook corpse is his <laughs> listed credit. Uh, it's played by uh, Eddie Dono. Who was also the uh, um, Tom? You'll appre- I mean, you you all might appreciate this, but uh, Tom he's the uh, the SWAT team commander in Blues Brothers. Oh, <laughs> oh get out of here! Yeah, there he is, and now he's dangling from the, from the regular one, hmm. and he's in a well, handful you know of other don't things. See. One of those working actor guys. Nice. What we don't see is that he was actually. The whole thing that happened with him was a very much an under siege Steven Seagal kind of thing where he actually fought them for, for <laughs> oh, yeah. a yeah. long time. Go, it that. didn't turn out quite like under siege, Wait, as you can he, see. He, but, uh, oh that my would God. be my book I, that I would write. I don't like Steven Seagal. Why do I know that character's name is Casey Ryback? Yeah, why well, I, know. Know. <laughs> well, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I definitely saw that movie in the theater, but uh, um, I, I did too. I did not know that I name. Did not. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, boy. Starring um, Erica Leniak from E.T. That's right. My next. Uh, my next guy, so then they, they track every, they're like, all right, everybody got killed except, oh, somebody, some people beam down into somewhere. We don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. Instead of sending one person to like, you go check it out, tell us if it's safe. They're like, let's <laughs> all go at once. Whee! Um, and so they beam into a cave and then we get a grid moment. I, one of my, one of my favorite things from this, which is, which reminds me of kind of like a reverse on the like, like, well, you know, wait, how could the, how could the doctor have, uh, that I can't perform surgery on that person. That's my, um, <laughs> yeah. But he beams in and he's like, "Where's Doctor Marcus? I'm Doctor Marcus." Like, I love what? that little don't like, mess with that me. little twist. Yeah. 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 Too many Marcuses. Yeah, 
I had a, uh, a teacher in high school. It also a little bit reminds me of of, uh, of Guardians of the Galaxy. Who were like, like, where's Gamora? Who's Gamora? Like, yeah. I'll do you one better. Why? Why is Gamora? Why is Gamora? Well, it's, it's like you know, it'd be great if, it, if we went into like across the Spider Verse and it was just the two Spider Mans from the '66 show. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. Doctor Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> I had a teacher named Doctor Marcus in high school, mm-hmm. and every time oh, I walked into the classroom, I just go, "I'm Doctor Marcus." It was great. Would, he gave me a straight yeah. A just for that. Yeah, I was, I was so, going to say, he gave me a C. He loved it. Yeah. <laughs> would, Mar- would Marcus Brody count? Is, does he have a doctorate? And would he... At, oh, any I time? Marcus Brody must have a doctorate. Yeah. He does have a doctorate. Absolutely. He's head of the archaeology department in whatever yeah, but, you school know, Indiana be, Jones is in at any time. He's got money, though. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be his money talking and not his... Not no, his yeah. he has, well, then money gets you doctorates without even earning it. He's got a doctorate. Look at Bill Cosby. Yeah. You mean the speaker at my graduation? He did get that degree. <laughs> no, the, the thing about Bill Cosby that is that it's in physical education. No, no, no he, he got actually, it from Temple University. He but dropped done. out of Temple University. Hmm. He got his his doctorate is an ED. Well, you might be right. You know, a it's an educational doctorate, which apparently among doctorates is the joke doctorate, and it was honorary <laughs> for his work for creating Fat Albert. Right. Is that right? Yeah, I thought hey, he got it. Hey. Yeah, because he did go to Temple University. Yeah. If yeah. you ever get the chance, the W. Um, Kamal Bell documentary. Um, how do we? I can't yeah, remember. I saw it. Yeah, we need to talk about. Cosby. We need to talk about Cosby. Yeah, you cool. have like people, doctors, basically talking about like. Oh, wow. Yeah, all oh, of his he made education. everybody call him Doctor Cosby. Yeah. All those kids and stuff. Yeah, I mean Malcolm Jamal Warner was calling him Doctor Cosby well into his forties. You know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, he was trained to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But speaking of doctors, sure. um, where's Dr. Marcus? Let's talk about Carol Marcus's way of talking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she has a very strange way of speaking, right? I'm not, I'm not crazy, right? Can I cook or She's... can't I? I don't understand the question. <laughs> can I cook or can't I? Right. It's like, what in the world? But what does she say? Um, I'm going to show you something that, oh, what does she That'll say? That'll make you feel young. Yeah. As when the world was new. That's when the world was like, who? Wait, what? First of all, I wasn't young when the world was new. I wasn't <laughs> yeah. here. Nobody was. That sounds terrifying. I don't want to yeah. go back it's now. A, what? Yeah, it sounds scary. Um, <laughs> all that is really weird, strange, too. They, she's got a strange way of talking. She also has a, like, they say, oh, we thought this was Genesis, these 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 tunnels underground. She's like, this? It took them months and months and months to do this. Well, we did not there, we did in a day. Like, oh, that sounds really lame. That sounds like it's yeah. even dumber than these tunnels. Like it's, just, it's a weird way for her to try to impress them with what she's mm-hmm. done that they haven't seen yet. Yeah, it would yeah. make more sense the if thing you that actually they did. saw the cave and right. then she right. said that. Yeah. yeah, I did this in a day. Well, what? <laughs> or so again, I've had this conversation about on podcasts about this very like these very scenes mm-hmm. all through here. Where's what's the light source? Can you oh, explain sure. the light source I, in the Genesis cave? I, you know, I was thinking about that, John. The only thing I can think of is, you know, it's a smaller Genesis bomb and, or a Gen- oh. Genesis device, device, and it it gives light, you know, and that it just reads the Terra and forms, you know, and just yeah. kind of like, you know, like forms a, its own sun. It is basically the only thing. So I can there's think a of. little bitty sun. Yeah, just because even if there was a hole reaction. in the cave, like a sun, a sunroof in the cave, <laughs> right. that planet doesn't have daylight. So there's that's, no, yeah, there's yeah, no atmosphere or anything. Like because we well, need some sort. It in makes order, no sense. Maybe, is what the answer that is. That was a Starfleet add-on. So they made the they dug the little cave for them to oh. set everything up in. Then they did, boom, Genesis devised that cave to make the Genesis effect happen. And once it started going, oh. then they put in, they'd like, big some, some big, like, yeah, hydroponics and, and lighting. 
Yeah, well, yeah I mean, because you would have to to keep those plants alive. Yeah, I was about to say, water for, in order for you, need... you know, in order for photosynthesis to take place, you would need some sort of right. energy well, light force, so like just big grow lights. Yeah, I think so. it's like somebody's yeah. big ass weed garden in there. Right, yeah. <laughs> can like, I cook? Carol, yeah. Carol Marcus says, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can, can you get baked or can't you?" <laughs> that might be that might be the other version. What? Hey, Jim's here. <laughs> Hey Jim, uh, you want to feel young? Like when well, the, is this the world were new. Hey, uh, we skipped right sense. over. Uh, Doctor Marcus, man. Hey, I'm Doctor Marcus. Oh, <laughs> well, no. that's two Doctor Marcuses. That's me. I'm Doctor Marcus. <laughs> thing right. just came out of Enough that of dude's ch- ear. <laughs> Doctor Marcus. Is speaking, of, speaking of which, we didn't talk about uh, you know Chekhov comes back and Paul Winfield redeems himself. Yeah. I love yeah, Paul Winfield. Right after that, right after his, Dr. Mark. Please, yeah, don't we haven't move. quite gotten there yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like his like pathetic like you know. Uh, instead of like freeze, hands up. It's like please don't don't move. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I don't want to do. I don't want to be here. Yeah. And then, this w- is this is where I had the note about the giant check of ear. Yeah. Model. Yeah. I want to try oh, to that find one. What, it, what is it that um, Paul Winfield says? Like, come with us, and he goes. We because I get it confused with when. Bone says, I choose the danger. It's like a similar thing that he says, we we would like to share the, ah, what does he say? Oh, share when, the risk. When Kirk is it saying, you don't have you, to, we'd, yeah, like, we'd like to share the, Yeah, just love it when people say stuff like mm-hmm. that. I oh, love yeah. it when people, I don't, when I'm watching something that's like swashbuckling and, <laughs> or maybe it's sort of like the, the old, the Mel Brooks, Rob or Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks thing where it's like, we like movies where they say, sound the down the hatches or sound the alarm or you need some rest. You know, like <laughs> I like movies where the people say, I would, I would like to share in the danger. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you're a good, you're a man. I want you on my man. side. Cl- that's awesome. That might just the be the worm in your head like, talking, but I like you. You got what it takes. But you know, I think he would have said that anyway. Sure, I do. You know, I, I don't do think too. the worm that seems was the reason. Here's a stupid That's thing. That's how you get somewhere in Starfleet. Yeah. I love that, you know, and I'm sure this wasn't intentional, but like the two sort of uh, motion picture continuity tie-ins, I feel that science officers who are not Starfleet get to wear old Starfleet uniforms from the 70s. Because no. that's, that's why, uh, you know, uh, Mer- uh, David <clears throat> David Marcus is wearing that like weird beige, greeny, green thing that kind of looks like Sulu's lounge shirt uh, on the bridge at one point in motion oh, picture. Oh, kind of. Yeah. And also Chekhov and Winfield were the wristwatch communicators right. that oh, yeah. uh, they have in the first film. But Kirk goes back to a flip phone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like to think they're establishing want, continuity there. Yeah, that works. So I, I just sent you guys a picture that I found of the the model and the worm and all that. But also in my in my research, I found out that they also make a a uh, earworm Bluetooth headset. Oh my god! So, which is amazing because oh, you can get the little wow. like little city eel uh, Bluetooth headset. <laughs> so that is awesome. Yeah, he put creatures in our bodies. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, that that ear model is 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 bigger than a human. That's um, awesome. And uh, and I was thrown off by that kind of quick zoom into it too. It's such a weird effect. It's like it is. It's, like, it's uh, cool. What's his name? Sam um, Raimi. Yeah, Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It is. Um, it's like yeah. it artificializes it further to make it seem less artificial. Right. I really mm-hmm. think that's like a thing in effect. Sometimes you distract from the artificiality of the 
of the matter that's on screen by yeah, doing but, something visual that's yeah, right. You know, totally. I can yeah. see it because if you just cut to it, cut to it regularly, it might be like that looks fake and weird. But it's like, well, what's up with that what? zoom? Oh, I'm just, yeah. I don't know. Let me just look at this Whoa, ear. There's a worm coming. It's out totally of normally ear with a worm coming out of it. I remember Gene Roddenberry complaining in an interview, I think in Starlog magazine, specifically about this. Logically, that, like, that's where it would be. <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes sense. Given where me else? and him and science fiction and yeah, but he. Uh, Oh, the Kirk just immediately shoots the the bug. Like, that's not Starfleet. That's not Kirk. That's the or, or explorers who want to find it. I'm like, I don't know, Gene. Just let Kirk it go. Would. It's a gross little bug, and he shoots. I think it. Spock wouldn't, but Kirk would. Maybe not. Yeah, no kill eye. Yeah, in this, the, <laughs> the, the it's so heightened. The situation is so heightened. It's yeah. like they're not thinking yeah. about yeah. right now. They aren't Starfleet. I'm in the explorers. middle of something. Gene. They are mm-hmm. yeah. fighting yeah. a fight right in the middle of a fight here. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, this worm just embarrassed yeah. me in front of my kid. Yeah. <laughs> and to counter argue, and to, you know, even if, say, Roddenberry had a point, to counter argue that, like, Kirk said is, Kirk is teed off at this point. Because this yeah. is it's literally yeah. right before the, you know, but like a poor marksman, you kill, you know, you've, uh, like, yeah. you keep missing the you target. Missing the target. Yeah. That's an amazing analogy. A poor yeah. marksman. No, you managed to kill everyone else, which I also just love. Like, yeah. sort of that acknowledgement of like you're psychotic, dude. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, do um, we? I mean, there's, there's, there's the idea. I mean, I guess it's true. I, 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 I'm having a hard time with this moment. We all love Khan, the screamed Khan. It's kind of hokey, but it's also fantastic. We all love it. Mm-hmm. But you come to the realization over the years. Oh wait, Kirk knows. That he's fine, that Spock's going to pick them up in like an hour or something. So the fact that Khan is leaving him there doesn't really bug him that. So that that bellowing Khan, that emotional Khan that he yells is a fake out. It's just like a it's Mm -hmm. it's 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 just for show and Mm. it's not sincere. And that kind of kills a little part of my boyhood self Mm. (laughs) a little bit. Um, I don't want that to be true. And I want uh, the the three of you now, please convince me that it's a sincere. I thing. think he's really, I think he's really mad. Yeah. 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 I think he is really I mean, mad. He's still not yeah. in a good spot here. Right. And he hates Khan for doing what he's done so and, far. Yeah. I mean, he just actually, cut all those people's throats. He I just did. watched Tyrell, you know, commit suicide in order to mm-hmm. save his, like Kirk's life, basically. And yeah, Khan's about mad. to go out and chase his spaceship around. He's going to yeah. chase the enterprise yeah, and true. blow it up because I found like yeah. the, the in, in that same screenplay, there's like a little bit more here. Where Khan's like, I've done far worse than kill you. I'll marine you, uh, buried alive, and everything. And then he says goodbye, Admiral. Oh, and don't count on Enterprise. She can't move. My next act will be to blow her out of the heavens. And that's mm-hmm. when he yells, Khan. Mm-hmm. And so that that mm-hmm. that that works for me because that's that idea is still there, even if Khan's not saying it directly. That uh, you know, damn it, Khan, just come down here so we can end this. But no, you're going to take off and probably blow up my ship. You're bugging me. <laughs> and I so, yeah look, the. The the con him screaming con. Let's take a minute for that. <laughs> yeah, I have a story. I have a story a about that. So All right, okay. What, what's your oh, story? Oh, okay. Well, um, so I am a fan of the University of Kansas Jayhawks, uh, mainly the basketball team, but the whole school. And um, they play in Allen Fieldhouse, the loudest, craziest place that you can watch basketball. I'm telling <laughs> you, it's really nuts. And back in, I think it was about 2005 or six, they had a player named Sasha Khan. Mm. Let me rock. And when he would do something, <laughs> thank you, Joe. When he would do something, they the big you know basketball scoreboard screen would show this, show oh, the Khan nice. yell, wow. <laughs> and it would like build up with the music, and, the, and he'd go Khan, and everybody in Allen Fieldhouse would go Khan. 
fun. Like really no. loud. It was completely nuts. It was awesome. It was one of the, my favorite. Um, that and when I went to Soldier Field <laughs> one time to see the Bears, and when they were in timeout, they would show John Candy and the Great Outdoors getting <laughs> like the door knocked on top of him and the bear jumping up and down on it, and they, everybody would just go, "Let's go Bears! Let's wow. go Bears!" I just I'm no Bears fan or anything, but I thought that was really awesome use of a movie clip there. Yeah fan to get the fans worked up that's awesome great outdoors are really really yeah. kind of obscure choice uh, compared to wrath of khan but anyway that wrath of, that khan thing was uh, and my friend and i my friend adam and i used to think like well, they should do that more with like when they when somebody shoots a, a a bank shot you know off the backboard they should have hans from Die Hard go shoot the glass like that <laughs> like there would just be like all these really cool things that they could do with movie yeah. clips at basketball games but anyway that's funny that would that made my my sports fan nerd heart like sure, like yeah. that was a perfect combination of two things. had become one i i gotta say i i uh along those lines again tangent i went to a dodgers game the other day and uh the dieter rule who's one of the one of the one of the top organists in the game Mm-hmm. Dieter Rue, mm-hmm. I, I have a soft oh, spot for Paul Cartier and the Hammond organ because he's, you know, is my mm-hmm. hometown guy. But oh, well, you were in the L.A. Dodgers Broadway. game or a Brooklyn Trolley Dodgers game? Yeah, well, they've, 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 they <laughs> moved. Thing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Wait, what? Um, nobody's yeah, written any books or anything terrible. about it, so you might not have known. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they, they went to the Dodgers game and they had a, um, um, I don't know if he's a prospect, but he's like kind of a young player playing for the Dodgers. His name is Luke something. And every time he did something, if he was up to bat or if he made a good catch in the field, uh, Dieter would throw in a little Star Wars riff, Aww. just really subtly, not make a big deal out of it, but just he, throw in like nice. a little bit. He always, he plays so much Star Wars. <laughs> I swear I've heard him play the Twin Peaks theme, yeah. oh, wow. the L- Laura's theme. He just does. He's the best to he's, me. He's I, I used to watch a lot of Dodger games and I just, when Vince Scully was still around, I'd make a point to the, watch Dodger the, games because I loved listening to Vince Scully. <laughs> but, um, he plays for the LA Kings yeah. too. So he's, uh, yeah. I, I get to see him in the wintertime. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. And he does a similar thing. We'll just throw in some, 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 good, some good stuff. Anyway, uh, the con yell. Um, hey, well, but while we're so talking about, the, about halfway through the movie, <laughs> yeah. we haven't been talking that long. While least. we're talking about the ear and stuff, though, I did want to say that the the effects in this movie, in general, are pretty great. Yeah, like, oh, they are. Like, yeah. and, it, and oh, yeah. the fact that it was done cheaper and quicker and better seems like that shouldn't have happened. But I yeah. think it was like a prestige thing. I, I, I think they went to ILM and they were like, "Hey, we got screwed over royally last time. Can you do this?" And mm-hmm. I, I, in my heart, I want to believe that like enough of the ILM, you know, these are like kids who stayed in the room watching monster movies and building model kits and they're like yeah. star trek yeah let's do this oh sure like, oh they were you know they were all star trek yeah fans. yeah i mean the details I, they put into the, like all the space battle stuff like you know yeah. a part of the ship will blow up and then the underside is like all glowy red because it's yeah. all burnt Although, and everything and, and again like, oh. they did it on the cheap too so they're yeah. like they're like well we don't want to actually damage these models yeah. so they put like like extra plates on the outside of the ships that they would then do the effects on that. They would do explosions yeah. and stuff on that and then just like remove the panel. That's cool. Uh, and then when they needed specific, like, like the dome and stuff, when they needed stuff to blow up, they would just build a model of just that and yeah. cut to that real quick just for the explosion. And and overall, just fantastic. Like everything looks great. Mm-hmm. There were only a handful of things where I'm just kind of like, eh, for like half a second. But like overall, like yeah. all the ships, yeah. all the Matara Nebula stuff just looks amazing. Yeah. And and even, you know, down to, like we said, the the worms and the ears and the... it's all good stuff fantastic yeah and then it carries over you know i think they reuse some stuff for three and yeah sure so and and it's like fine you did such a good job before i don't mind that you know like it's it's good stuff and it's like 
an excellent an excellent special effects movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, so yeah. Then once they get, um, you know, they they look around the thing, they tell a story, they talk to, they talk, they have some character <laughs> moments, and they're like, all right, time's up, code <laughs> is broken, let's go. Like they get back on the ship, and then they have, then it turns into this is exactly what Nicholas Meyer wanted all along. It turns into a you know Nathaniel Hornblower. Yeah, um, Horn Hornblower, Nathaniel Hornblower is uh, MCA, right? Or Ad Rock? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. He was the guy that directed all the Beast Boys videos, yeah. right? That, right, but it was, that was, it was like, that, that was yeah. his, his, it was MCA. Oh, I think MCA, that, right? Didn't they all dress up as some? One, I think at so. One point or like that. It was yeah. mostly MCA. I think MCA is the one that came out. He's of the, the one who like put on a beard and did the whole yeah. Um, but yeah, it turns into totally Horatio Hornblower, like like ship to ship, like battle movie. Um, which is exactly what he was going for all along. Um, hard to uh, hard to talk about uh, just being effusive and good. Like there's just so many. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it it draws you in. It looks great. Everything is good is going on. Yeah. Um. You you. It's tense and and you know you don't suffer from peril fatigue because it's just one. It's not like they're introducing new things. Like, oh no, and now the nebula is collapsing. It's just like there's one. <laughs> right. They go into it. They have to find each other again. Wrath of uh, Joachim. Joachim's like, we, we can't go into the nebula because none of this will work. Like, why yeah. why are we doing You have Genesis. Like, what what's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, he can't believe that he's ordering we go in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And what's weird is that it seems as though for, they, there's that cutaway from the scene. He's like, we can't go in there. And and um, Khan seems to be resigned to that fact for a second. It's really weird. He yeah. kind of sits back. He's like, and then they cut away. It's like, I guess he agrees. I can't tell what's going on yeah. there. But mm-hmm. then they come back and then he's the insistent again. And Kirk is like, nanny, Kirk's nanny, like, nanny, and he's him, like yeah. ah, he tossed oh, that, That's right. He, <laughs> yeah. he nanny, nanny, boo-boos him yeah. in there. That's that right. always works. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, Call him chicken. That gets him every time. At this point, can we discuss, is Khan's a superior intellect? Like, even in the... Broad basis, because there seems to be things yeah. like he has to be told he can't go into a nebula mm-hmm. where it's like, well, he, you know, you read all the engineering journals 15 years ago. Surely there's something about nebulas are like will screw up your uh, your systems. His judgment is clouded. It yeah, is. Look, but it's yeah. Clouded. even the most brilliant <laughs> person, it's nebula. Emotions will overtake intellect sure, every yeah. time. No, no, and, and I buy that stuff yeah. sometimes. No, and but I'm, it's pretty like, amazing. Like, and so our friendship, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once he once he goes to trigger the Genesis device, it's like every time I watch it, I'm like, man, he just remembers that from the brochure, the the, the like manual he read. Like, he knows exactly how yeah. to do this. He like, should that's have like, he didn't the, own the, this like printout. He'd be like, wait a minute, hit B. No, wait, beep, 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 beep. Oh shit! Hang on a second. It should, it should say like Marcus Co. You know, Genesis <laughs> yeah. Mark Four. Welcome and to your Genesis. Reading, it shows him reading it yeah. with some like elevator music in the background. <laughs> okay, I hold down. I hold down time and I press. Okay, hold on, Kirk. Hold on. And so, well, Don't go anywhere. Also, Coming through now, Kirk. There's Spock's yeah. lines. It's like you know he seems to only think two dimensionally or something, uh, something to yeah. that effect. Which also kind of implies it's like, and it makes sense. He's never flown a spaceship because even in space seed, he's taking it over for what a day or two, right? Yeah. Although, but before that, so well, they were space like is a complicated yeah. thing, right. To him, yeah. And plus, he comes from the period where they they only had regular chess. Yes, they didn't yeah. dimensional chess exactly. Yeah. And they didn't even have like political pundits who would you know use it as a bad metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of want to see a scene where um, when they were given you know they were putting Khan and everyone on SETI Alpha five or six or whichever one it is, 
And they're like, here, give them some of these books, these like Milton and Melville and stuff. Yeah. They're like, what? A, well, give them a chess set in case they want to pass time. And Spock's like, eh, let's not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Checkers. Let's not checkers. give them those good. Yeah. Checkers, checkers will be fine. Candyland. Candyland? You want to Swan darts. Shoots and ladders. But not the, not the three dimensional. We don't want them learning that. <laughs> one three dimensional Candyland. Ooh. Oh, my God. Ooh. Delicious. Shoots and ladders. Three dimensional shoots and ladders. <laughs> Put your eye out. Would actually have like a slide. Um, two dimensional uh, mousetrap, the worst game that uh, Milton Bradley ever <laughs> sold. <laughs> uh, Life is kind of a three dimensional game. That's true. It's got yeah, the little, little bridges. Hills. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, Just then they, they, they chase each other through the nebula, they blow each other up. Wait, so we really are that far into the movie? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. We, did, we did skip over a bunch of stuff, though, right? Did I don't we? know, did we? Still. We've been Prove doing this it. for almost two hours. Well, now. we haven't. <laughs> we haven't talked about by the book mm. well, That's yeah, true. at all. The code, kind of a dodgy code. By the shouldn't book. be too hard to crack that code. Again, not trying to really not trying to be very deceptive about it. Yeah. If the person you're talking to knows the code, you don't have to enunciate right. it. It's right. that by the book. Although a verbal wink. To yeah, be fair, like, he wasn't like yeah, I'm going to talk wink. in code now. Yeah, he right. Was just, yeah. You know, making sure he <laughs> yes, knew like that's hey, the this idea. is code. Which that's is actually, the point of the code, right? It makes Savick's response like, you lied, kind of weird, because it's like, no, I'm following Starship, Starfleet regulations where we speak in code. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that's not yeah. a lie or an omission. <laughs> it is speaking in code. That's right. how this works. Then, You've been, mm -hmm. you just graduated Starfleet. I Cut think to, that might have been a mistake. Cut to Savick just beeping and smoke comes out of her ears. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was just watching an episode of the Larry Sanders show of all things. Okay. And there's a, and he's being interviewed by a reporter and the reporter immediately asked this controversial question and he goes, hold on a second. And he hits his intercom and he goes, yeah, uh, Beverly, did you call the Cadillac dealership earlier? And the whole place, as soon as he says Cadillac, the whole place goes like, oh, I've got to go. And everybody's like, I heard Cadillac. And like everybody knows that if he says the word Cadillac, that means get him out of this situation oh right God. now. And it's just like he does, but he does it perfectly casual. Like he, is, yeah. he doesn't have to go Cadillac. Like, By the like book. Spot. <laughs> right. Hours, <laughs> quote unquote. Mm hmm. Um. Yeah, anything else you wanted to get to before? Because my next um, my next Yeah, we can get to it. Move everybody's seen this movie. Yeah, Let's just get on with it. I'll just say I don't understand the whole radiation thing and I don't need to. Well, that, that's the, that it was my next note. It was about the radiation because, like, speaking um, of uh, enunciating yeah. words to be like, um, it's, it's you know, we, therapy time. He, he's going in there, thing. like, like, you know, Spock's going, like, and, and Scotty stops, like, I don't, like, no human can tolerate, no human can tolerate that radiation. Like, yeah, or no, Bone, up. sorry, Bone stops them to be like, hey, don't go in there. No human can tolerate that radiation. It's like, as you're so yeah. fond of reminding me, I am not human. And it's yeah. like, oh, it's like. Yes, but the half of you that is. Right. Yes. Would not Which leads to my next question. You're going to Vulcan. Come on. Would, Vulcan's by human, I made carbon-based life form. Okay, Spock? Would. <laughs> Would Savick have Sorry been able to go bigot. in there and fix the thing and come out alive? Oh, absolutely not. Why not? I don't. Th I, I think I, when I, Bone says it's human, kill he a means living no being. person. Yeah, yes. like I, yeah. that doesn't seem like anybody's yes. going to be okay in there. But I think the line, born, I don't know. Oh yeah, the choice of Ford the word human was fun. so that, that Spot could say the line <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah. it's not because it's actually yeah the science. I really kind of wish the next thing Spock did was instead of saying "Let's take care of Scotty," was "Hey, look over there." Yeah. Basically, it's the same effect. Right. The shoe's untied. Yeah. Right. There appears to be a small Yeah, I'm no bird. radiologist, <laughs> but... 
I imagine there's a scientific explanation for why radi- radiation affects tissue and, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. d- no matter what planet you're from, you're going to have tissue and yeah. like, unless you're, you're made out of gas, mm-hmm. like, you know, it does uh, seem like spot- what galaxy you're from. That's got to hurt. <laughs> hey, exactly. Yep. Is it, you know, is exactly. it possible that Spock Finally, is that just, line has a meaning. <laughs> is it possible that Spock is just done and he's actually a little bit suicidal and because he's, he, he ignores, he knows he's going to kill him to go in there. Yes, it's a dire situation. He has to save the ship. But like he's he also, he anyway. takes the thing off. And then not that this would have, uh, not that he would have been okay if he didn't do this, but he's like shoving his face into it and his hands yeah. and everything. And he's, he's like, like getting, like, it's like sucking it all up. He's he got, got like, like a tarp took like two it. seconds to fix the ship. <laughs> and he was just like, Where's like, that opens that up weird, like, Why does it delicious? Like the Enterprise does have radiation suits, you know? It has peacaper suits, like ready to go. You can go to ice planets and all kinds of things. Couldn't you beam that, that, that box top thing off of the thing or something and beam it into like, space. He like, wanted his, he told him, this is my ship and he took it back. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm captain. Yeah. You know what I noticed for it's... the first time in this watching? What? So Kirk goes down to the engineering room. He's, you know, yelling, at, he's trying to get in there and you have McCoy holding him on one, uh, holding one arm, uh, Scotty holding the other arm, but then there's a engineering officer <laughs> whose face you never see who's hugging yeah. him from like, hugging him mm. by the torso I love and then when they mm-hmm. find, and it's sort of like okay so who's that guy number one and number two when he's kind of like all right i'm not gonna go he signals that by patting the engineer officer <laughs> on the head yeah. <laughs> like, mm. thanks jimmy yeah, he's got he's, he's got that like hug uh, yeah. that <laughs> hug position yeah. it's funny to me maybe that was that there's uh, another that guy that he was guy. doing judo with the charlie x disappeared yeah. oh yeah <laughs> Um, there's another one. So when when Kurt gets down there and and it's kind of like this is the moment where he understands what's happening and it's right before him and Spock are going to meet at the glass. You know, mm-hmm. there's this kind of wide shot and Kirk is in the left third of the frame. And for some reason, everybody else, if you look behind them, everybody else is just standing there in awe and shock like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And then the, to the right of the frame in too much focus <laughs> is an ensign who's like holding onto a pillar and writhing around like, oh, <laughs> oh God. And I'm like, did this background player get a little too full of himself? Why oh. would you compose the shot to have this thing happening in the background? It's God, like I a huge moment. That. Why is that guy writhing around? No, I don't want to notice <laughs> it's that. It's weird. I never really it's noticed weird. it either because you know what? The, mem- the moment's too big. Yeah, it is. And I only noticed it today because I was just looking for stuff to talk about. But <laughs> but it's like. This moment's too big to notice crap like yeah. that. You know, it's just like you're just looking at, at Chatner's face and you're going, oh, man. I have to say I and love the- that it's 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 a little bit minimal, but I love that Scotty is here for this moment, that that he and Bones mm-hmm. are the ones to stop Kirk or, you know, to, to wrestle with him and then let him see exactly what's going on, what the deal is. And he's the he's the grounded. He's the realist. He was, yeah. he was like, oh, he'll die. He's like, he's dead he's already. He's dead yeah, already. Yeah. He's, he's totally like the engineer, Scotty. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's it's. Yeah, he's little, great. Yeah. He's a little cold. He's great. Yeah. A little cold, but that's Scott. So there's Scotty's, Scotty's, Scotty's the fourth though. Beatle. He's he's yeah. it's always been Kirk and Spock and McCoy, but he's, there's also Scotty. He's yeah. Billy Preston. <laughs> yep. But, but okay, that leads me to just is it wrong or okay that Bones is not a bigger part of that it's only Kirk and Spock saying this goodbye, that Bones is not somehow in that as well. No. Hmm. It's perfectly fine. I think Isn't they it? make up for maybe well, they make yeah, up, they make for, up for it by Kirk. He gets a whole movie <laughs> yeah. next yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. He, the whole movie is about their relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it needs to it needs to be focused and sure. like it would be kind of weird to be like and 
and to you, Bones, um, and come <laughs> right, up with another yeah. like great line for him to say. Scarecrow. <laughs> yeah. Scotty, remember there's that first season <laughs> yeah. episode where we worked together oh, in yeah, engineering? Scott. It was really kind of cool. Doomsday Machine. <laughs> yeah. remember, remember Galileo 7 <laughs> and all that? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody tell, somebody tell uh, uh, Mabenga that I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was his job. Riley. O'Reilly. I don't know. Mabenga <laughs> said something in response, but I couldn't understand. Yeah. Commander <laughs> Kyle, he's one of the good ones. <laughs> That's a reference to Pete's experience with Strange New Worlds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Low gravelly green. Anyway. If you go back to that planet from Galileo 7, you'll find some bodies. You might want to pick them up. <laughs> also, on Galileo. one of them has a giant spear in them. Less ass, the better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I cry every time this happens, yeah, by same. the way. It doesn't matter how many times I, I watch it. The the death itself doesn't, doesn't do it as much as the, the funeral. Like Kirk breaking up mm. at the funeral. People mm -hmm. breaking yeah. up at funerals, for some reason, my, my mirror neurons fire, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's a thing about the funeral, though, <laughs> that bothers... And Is I know, it? I think there's a, it's supposed to be. It's it's him saying, you know, of all the, the beings I ever encountered, this was the most human. Yeah. yeah. And I always think... Spock wouldn't like that, man. Yeah. That would be like my dad giving my eulogy and saying he was a good Christian boy. <laughs> you know, like, no, dad, I'm not. I've told you. A but coming times. from Kirk, would Spock hate that? Or would he be like, yeah. Kirk loved that I, I was partly human and he was always reaching for that maybe. part of me that came but out Savick, wrong? But Savick, they yeah. cut to Savick when he says it, right? Am yeah. I crazy? They do. No, right? yeah, you're right. And she goes like, hmm. yeah. I always think it feels a little weird. But there is... Just as a counterpoint, John, I think like one of the evolution of Spock in motion picture, its immediate predecessor, is that Spock, after going extreme logical discipline, mm -hmm. realizes mm -hmm. that, you know, being in touch with your emotions, being able to combine your emotional and your intellectual self is what makes you, you know, is what makes you complete. Mm -hmm. So maybe, I don't know. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I should be clearer. Thematically, narratively, I have no problem yeah. with it. It's it's a it's another thing. It's like a another thing, like a personal thing. Like it, like yeah. I said, if my dad were to say yeah. I was a good Christian but, at my funeral, I'd be like, well, and to, 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 yeah. to your point, John, that there is that sort of same thing yeah. where it's kind of like because your dad would be equating Christian as Kirk is equating to human to good, mm -hmm. right. which is not as being yeah, good, yeah. superior, yeah. the place you're, yeah. what you're supposed to attain to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what, the, what you're to or, him. You know, attain to, that wasn't right. Aspire <laughs> to, that's what I was yeah. trying but to But to, to Joe's point, there, there's a unique uh, a Spock. There's a unique era of Spock, mm -hmm. um, which post-Viger, pre-radiation, like mm -hmm. from, from weeping for Viger as he would a brother, to sticking his face in the radiation. <laughs> Get that delicious radiation. Um, Getting a real puss mm. off of this, Bones. <laughs> um, where's Dr. Marcus? Um, <laughs> How many is Marcus? Go back to that again. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell her about the theoretical. Uh, um, but that that is a unique era of Spock where he is the most. And then, we, I mean, again, maybe eventually we make our way back to it, but like mm -hmm. the beginning of motion picture is very. Trying, he's you know, Colinari. He's very, he's like on the path. He's trying to eliminate all that. Then he weeps for Viger, comes back around, and he's very human. And and in this movie, he's very you know human and very kind of going with it. And he's attained a new kind of understanding of it. Mm -hmm. Then he dies. Then it comes back. And when he when he comes back, he's trying again to kind of. Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah. Right. Exactly. How do you feel? He <laughs> mm -hmm. doesn't doesn't have that again until probably, you know, um, the end of four. Maybe I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, it's a unique it's a unique spot for Spock that he is at that moment probably at his most human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm. Uh, and then they play Amazing Grace. <laughs> you know, I will parts. say that like it's something that always kind of makes me cringe just for a second when they go from the bagpipes to the, to like, the score yeah. version. But to the credit of all involved, it's only for like 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they made that today, it would be like like John Mayer singing it or something like yeah. that. And we'd all be like, oh, God. But, <laughs> uh, is John yeah, Mayer a thing? Would. I don't know. Like somebody somebody singing sure it. Sure, why not? It happened. Um, but uh, yeah, screamer. Been the beast. Been the Beastie Boys doing amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was a Kelvin film. That yeah. was amazing. Amazing, amazing Grace. Grace. How sweet the, sound. <laughs> the back and forth. Yeah, yeah. They do the back and forth. Stuff. Um, but yeah, overall, um, the ending does get me. I, I too have the same oh, issue sure. with Amazing Grace, but it's but it it flows well, and we get and it's such a like oddly, it's so satisfying. Like it's such an ending, and then also so perfectly sets up the next one mm-hmm. in, in in a really unique way that it's just like, I, I forgot how prominent the remember thing was. Yeah. And, and also then we have like, well, obviously we've got, you know, like the Genesis torpedo was the Genesis device was just detonated and we're watching a planet form mm-hmm. as we leave. And it's just so, like, well, yeah, all these things are totally set up that you can totally come back and do more. Yeah. Out of curiosity. Now I'm the only child, this uh, child, childless person here and the most childish. <laughs> um, Both things are true. Yes, sure. But uh, when uh, David basically, uh, you know, kind of consoles Kirk at the end, ending with like, "And I'm proud to be your son." Mm-hmm. Like, does that like now that you're all adults and now that you all have children, does that like super hit you, or do you like, yeah, cool? I think it's a good scene. I mean, I, yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. it's a good scene too. But I could see how and it, it would be very emotionally like there. There are weird things that will hit like that now that like don't yeah, like yeah. you know, like like gum commercials and yeah. like, <laughs> just like wait a minute, why did that hit yeah. me? But like no, this doesn't. I mean, I I appreciate it, but purely as a as a viewer still. Yeah, it's too baked into Star Trek too for it yeah. to mm. mean anything to me. Well, it touch me emotionally. It's a good Joe. setup for three as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is. This this scene does a lot to set up uh, uh, Kirk's response to his death, especially because you don't get them together right in three, if I remember correctly. No, yeah, barely. Never actually talk on the radio. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, just that one time. So mm-hmm. it's nice that we have at least this moment to sort of hang his emotional response to the mm-hmm. death on more so than just oh, it's his kid, so it would affect him now today yeah. at this yeah. moment. Well, and then uh, and then it ends, and we get to we you know. Or does it? Or does it? <laughs> it does and seem that, like I know that Ling's like, hand comes out and grabs the ring. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like I mean I know that like you know the the remember thing was sort of like a last minute onset thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but like on the one hand, Nimoy was out. He was done. He only did this movie so he could die. And but then the, yeah, they started to have like sort of second. Well, maybe we could. I don't know. Leave a little well, something. It's pretty well, good. Yeah, it does, it could, there's so many possibilities you go with it. You yeah. could have you know like get a different guy, and he could be the you know they could put his Katra yeah. into that guy. Mm-hmm. Go get go get. Sonic um, could take his Katra, and yeah, she could be this. Yeah, and, you know, be like, but like even yeah, like all like Kirk's me. Kirk's last uh, thing about like you know if this place is life from death or whatever, I should come back here sometime or like that's not in the screenplay that I have. Mm. So that sounds like that was tacked on. To, like there there's a like three or four band aids where they're like yeah yeah Spock just died, but hang on you know we'll see. Is there is there any like evidence that Nimoy was starting to 
plan the being coming a director at this point already and he was like mm. you know this movie's pretty good i think we're gonna have another one i string them Maybe along I do just right. come back, but i can use the i can use the you know Maybe. i'll come back I if mean, i can direct card and all that stuff was he already thinking about that because i felt wasn't wasn't some of this stuff his idea to do i think i remember, remember was all the stories idea. i've yeah. heard about I think I think it was. I yeah. can never remember for sure, but um, it's weird to think about what that would have been if they didn't do three, or if like this, like either they did something totally different, and didn't get Spock back, or if this was this, the last movie. Like, what would that remember have meant to anybody? Just the moment it would just be like, oh, he told him to remember him, yeah. right? You know, he, he gave him a little money. They would have brought know. it back in a TV show or something. Yeah, they would have done something. Remember all those times it beat you. It would have been called Crazy Bones, and it would have been Ooh. just Bones being crazy. Um, and by Henry Gibson. Oh, look at that. He, uh, <laughs> and Bone Thugs and Harmony would have done the soundtrack. <laughs> just to tie it all together. Nimoy had already, uh, he had directed TV stuff. He directed an episode of Night Gallery and oh. and did hmm. did TV stuff. But right, his but... Feature, first feature film was was three. Mm-hmm. But he had already yeah. had an but interest, I guess. In, yeah. So, and probably, yeah, certainly, I mean, the, the, yeah. I, from what I can gather, the making of, you know, his experience making this versus his experience of making, if, you know, if they had basically made, if he had go, had to go through another ordeal of making the motion picture, he wouldn't have come back, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But he went through this and it seemed like, oh, like, Nicholas Meyer liked my ideas and also like we yeah, everybody got along and like the movie like was well received and all right, mm-hmm. I, I can come back and do more of that. Yeah, he got a lot of input. Like, like Meyer trusted him on yeah. Vulcan stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. Except for the except apparently for the decor of the <laughs> Yeah. Which I might be making that I'm pretty sure I remember reading a story. Mm. of how Neymar was like I did not like that, that <laughs> those quarters at all it'd be funny yeah. like just go back and put like a big mouth Billy Bass on his wall and stuff like that, <laughs> like, that was, like, corny like Spencer's gifts what would it what Black would it sing booster. what would Spock's <laughs> big mouth Billy Bass sing wow. logical song uh, just keep... <laughs> logical sorry sorry to be too on the nose but <laughs> if he's saying if it's saying Leonard Nimoy's is that illogical <laughs> uh, that would be or the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins yeah <laughs> In or just keep saying how do you feel. Then a black no, hole would form. <laughs> I think a black hole would just form and then, <laughs> then the space time and, then you and, would uh, Vincent would come out of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. Um, Classic so, black hole reference, Pete. Good work. Thank you. Um, the, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I normally I'm afraid to go first, but I feel like this is a no brainer in because, like, I, I want always my brain and my heart, you know, I, I want to not like this movie as much as i do just because it's like oh it's so like different it's more of a you know it's a, it's a big dumb action movie but it's not dumb at all it's a really well tightly well done action movie that really works and has star trek stuff in it and i i kind of want to like you know the way i i going through a whole thing right now in the season of you know star wars minute where i'm like i really like the rise of skywalker but i also really like the last jedi they don't have to be diametrically opposed like i mm-hmm. like the motion picture I like, you know, this movie kind of undoes some of what we did. I mean, not not plot wise, but just kind of like seems like a direct response, like, you know, mm-hmm. retreat from what some of the motion picture was doing. Let's and yet beige. it also works a lot. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's get rid of the pajamas <laughs> and let's instead of like making love to the alien, let's blow them up. But still, it works really well. Like so incredibly. I, I was like almost did, like felt like I didn't have to watch this one. I'm like, I I know I've, I've seen this one a million times. Yeah. I don't have to, but like, I was so glad that I did and it sucked me in and I was just like, this movie's really good. <laughs> and so, so it's kind of a no brainer. A plus for me. It's I, I have a hard time saying oh, anything other than that. Yeah. 
Easy A plus. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. I feel it. like I've been. I think a lot of us have been grading around this movie, like yeah. not like not giving anything else an A plus, so we can make sure that they it's clear that yeah. this is the best one. You know what? You I should. think because nothing else deserves an A plus. Yeah. Also, I, I could almost but, give it to motion picture, or you know, yeah, almost. I, mean, I, I love the motion picture too. Like, yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, but I also see I also see pro- the problems that people talk about in it. Of mm-hmm. course, this yeah. movie I've never heard any. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there with some hot take about how Rathacon actually isn't good. They're idiots. Gene Roddenberry. I've never really heard a smart person say anything bad about this movie. Mm -hmm. And this is the one where people that don't even care about Star Trek like this movie. That's why it was a huge hit. I mean, and that's part Um, of why I don't like, as part of why I was hesitant to, to, I was like, ah, maybe I don't, you know, I, I, part of me kicked in. That was just like, well, the cool people, maybe, you know, and then like, but it it just overwhelms you with just like, oh no, it's got, it's got Star Trek in space. It's it's good Star Trek and good action movie and it's just kind of like, Mm -hmm. well, tailored film it, like it just yeah that's from 1982 you know i may where, split the difference and say adventure movie over action movie yeah yeah, yeah but, sure. you know but whatever yeah it also here's something I, I just thought of right now it's the only original cast star trek movie that doesn't have an unnecessary shot of an alien or somebody with like robot parts on their face or something hmm like you uh, know does it like you you know in a motion picture when that? he's addressing the when he's addressing the uh <laughs> Right, the right. entire crew you see in at least an Andorian and some other things. And three, yeah. you have the all prison the and six, yeah, prison three, and six, yeah. the cantina scene, mm-hmm. uh, five. Uh, uh, we don't even bar. need to talk yeah. about yeah. James Brown. Yeah, um, th- th- there's a pool table that's actually a pool. <laughs> and all yeah. that. Uh, no, this is the, this is it. Where Meyer, Meyer is not interested. Yeah. He was interested in telling a story in the world of Star Trek, not to be super Star Trekky and yeah. geeky about it. And I think it works because all the, it's still geeky as hell. It's yeah. still Star yeah. Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't need to have the added, like you don't have to hang a bunch of other mm-hmm. adornments on it well, to make sure think, that yeah. it's across. And I think a lot of that, like sort of like, and here's your uh, alien cat lady with three boobs or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is like, let's hang a Star Wars hat onto the Star Trek movie. And not that Star Trek didn't have aliens. It definitely did. Yeah. But it seems superfluous. It seemed, you know, it, it's like that. It, it's a little bit of overegging the pudding. Yeah. You know. <laughs> what? So it, it, I'm sorry. I have to ask the alien cat lady with three boobs. That's weird because she only has three yeah, boobs, no, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just wanted <laughs> to make sure. Yeah. No, I mean, have you ever seen cat, a cat, cat anatomy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The. the Sorry. Funny, you bring up Star Trek, Star Wars, and it made me think of like the way that Andor works. Even though it's mm-hmm. like it doesn't have lightsabers, yeah. it doesn't have Jedi, like all these things that people had come to think of as Star Wars things, and it does it doesn't really have a lot of aliens in it at all. But mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. But it also works in a star. It's very Star Warsy in yep. its yeah. look and feel, and so it's got a good like that can be good, yeah, and funny. you know, Mandalorian can be good too. Like they don't yeah. have to be the same thing. You might have landed on the perfect like one. One to one Star Wars, Star yeah. Trek things, yeah. Wrath of Khan and Andor, mm. two things that are made by people who don't really care about the franchise, mm-hmm. yeah, but know how to tell a story, story really well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I wonder what That's interesting. Really I never good. thought about that. I wonder what Myers feels about Star Trek. Well, now maybe pushing it, but let's say you know by the mid nineties, where it's like you, you figure like after co-writing the screenplay or doing or having story credit on three. And directing six, and and doesn't he have like a screenwriting credit on one of the next gen films, or, is, or am I making that up? I think he comes back at some point, doesn't yeah, he? I, I can't yeah, remember so. what. But like, did he ever just come around? I'm like, you know what? This franchise is a lot of fun. Like, yeah, I mean, once I think it's, once a, real, it's a really great check, job. Sure he was like, yeah, yeah this yeah. is good. Keep, I like Star Trek. Yeah, I like 
Star Trek. Yeah. 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 Looking, at his, looking at his yeah. This got me a hell of a bigger payday than the 7% solution, which is yeah. a great movie if you've never <laughs> sure. seen it. Like, I like that movie. One for, one for yeah, them, one for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall, like, hard to, hard to uh, again, we, we, you know, just to come on and be effusive, but uh, there's so many things, little things to notice, to like in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a classic for a reason. Um, and and hard to hard to find full things to say, and and uh, hard to wrap up our our jaunt through. <laughs> you can't the, say goodbye the, through the original cast. This is the last Never time we'll we'll, we'll get some people back again from time to time if we talk about other things, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, there's a lot of people that we're saying goodbye to here. So yeah, I can um, see their signatures scrawled across the screen as they, <laughs> exactly, as they fly away. Yeah. Um. Hey, so along those lines, we still have the Patreon. We're still going to drop some subspace from time to time while we're figuring figuring out what we're going to do next. If you think, you know, you know what we should do next, we kind of think we have an idea of what we could do next, but we know what we have to do. But we don't know if we have the strength to do it. So <laughs> help us out. Hop on that Long Patreon. Show. Give us the strength in the form yeah. of dollars. And I want to point out, too, that um, we're about a month away from more Star Trek coming out. We got Strange New Worlds part uh, season two oh, yeah. mm-hmm. coming out in June. So we'll be actually talking. We'll probably actually be talking about Star Trek on the subspace yeah, chatter sometimes. That can happen. Because um, we all like that show and we'll all be watching it and it'll be exciting. And Carol Kane's in it. Apparently I just yeah. found out today and I'm excited about that oh, part. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I didn't know that until today. So but that's exciting. I love, I love old Carol Kane. Oh, sure. <laughs> So yeah, th- thanks for listening to all of these. Thanks. Hopefully, stick with us. So go go over to check out the uh, if you hadn't yet, go over check out the Patreon feed, Subspace Chatter. We tried talking about the animated series for a little while, and it didn't kind of work. So we just talk about random, you know. We could always whatever that whatever off. we're watching or reading or whatever. No, we can't. <laughs> Some people no still are we already moved on. We all I saw right, a giant Spock talking to a little Spock, and I I, I just tapped out. <laughs> it was enough. Um, enough that sounds for me. like the exact opposite of you, Pete. I to be know, honest. right? <laughs> but for some reason, very um, little follow through with you. But yeah, keep I think an people eye, would rather us talk about Hello, Larry, and and mm, things like it's that. You know, for me, like the stuff we usually talk yeah. about, yeah. really obscure television <laughs> shows that we barely remember. Um, Did you know well, Bill Medley sang the sang the lyrics to the theme song to just the ten of us? Of course I did. And what, who was the woman? There was a woman too, right? No, that was Solo. That was a Solo Righteous Brother. What, oh, wait, which one did he sing with a woman? Not just dancing, not just dirty dancing, but there was another one. Anyway. Anyway. I think there was a woman that was like his duet partner. Anyway. <laughs> that's the kind that's of what we talk about, folks. Bill Medley. Solo Projects. What TV shows? Um, go check us out over there. We will. We appreciate it. We'd love to see you over there. And like we said, we will. We have ideas in mind. We might be back sooner or, than you think, or later than you think, depending on. Um, we don't know what you think, but not yeah. as late as it took <laughs> us to get from the last film to this one. Possibly. Now, who knows? I don't, yeah. know. I, I, who, I don't know. We're not guaranteeing anything right now. If hours seemed like days, we might have an episode tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, this what? is not by the book. Um, but uh, thanks everybody I, for listening, and we will see you sooner or later. On ABCDTOS, doing it the best of pew pew. Reliant out. <laughs>